How's it going, everybody? Welcome to episode 55, maybe. You know, I'd have to check. It's been at least two weeks. I took a nice long road trip and I managed to to break my laptop in the process. So I had to wait for the new one to come in. You know, I've been putting it off long enough and, uh, you know, gotta have the tools of the trade. So I'm not, I'm not complaining, you know, pretty much took all the money that I made on this trip and bought this new computer. You might be asking yourself, you know, you, you made money taking a road trip. Yeah. Yeah. You'll hear a little bit about that. Um, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna introduce too much here. I kind of wanted to just show you what this road trip was all about. And I think I'm gonna do this episode in two parts. But I'm pretty sure the overarching theme is that of nomadism. Nomadism, if you will, or uh, you know, being a being a hobo. I met some genuine hobos, <laughs> but let's not get ahead of ourselves. You know, I'm just gonna cut to it. So I hope you enjoy this episode of Easy Peasy on the Road. Father, forgive me, I never knew I never saw that coming, no, I never do I'm gonna bow my head and say your name Just a pawn in a bigger game Just a pawn in a bigger game, yeah Just a pawn in a bigger game Just a pawn in a bigger game What's going on, everybody? You know, I, uh, I'm on the highway right now. Huh. I think I just ran over a dead raccoon. But, you know, I'm in one of these stretches of highway through the Midwest where you're just surrounded by windmills. It's about midnight, 1230. And, uh, you know, it's kind of kind of surreal, you know, driving through these synchronized flashing red lights. I always enjoy uh, driving through these wind farms after dark. You know, it's like during the day they're almost an eyesore, but at night it, it's, like I said, it's surreal. You look out and you see these, you know, hundreds or maybe thousands of flashing red lights all blinking in unison and uh, I don't know there's something kind of mesmerizing about it right now I'm, I'm just hauling ass right now across the, the state of Iowa I think I'll be hitting Nebraska here before too long and I just I gotta tell you, I love 
being on the road. Almost more than anything else, you know? The feeling of just covering miles. And I always like driving west. I was thinking about it earlier. It's like when you drive west, you're kind of chasing the sun, which is such a such a fool's errand, right? Because you're never gonna catch it. You know, it's gonna catch you. I love driving through the night for this exact reason especially heading west because I get to watch the sun go down in front of me. You know, and for a while there it feels like I'm ke- you know, I'm keeping up with it. Like if I just drive a little bit faster, maybe I'll I'll keep the sun from setting in front of me. But it always beats me to the punch, right? But then if you just keep driving, you know, a lot of times my My strategy is to pretty much, you know, drive as much as possible until I get tired enough to where it's no longer a good idea to continue. And then I'll pull off and catch, you know, two, three, four hours of sleep in a in a truck stop or a rest area, but I like I like waking back up before the sun comes up because that sensation of having the sun come up behind you. You know, when you're driving due west and you see that that shadow, that long shadow of the vehicle you're driving kind of materialize in front of you. And ever so slowly as the sun comes up over the horizon, you see that shadow growing shorter and shorter. And before you know it, it's daylight. And you got the sun at your back and the mountains out in front. You know, to me, like, being a road warrior is about awareness, right? Being in the zone, being ready to focus at any given moment, but being sort of relaxed, you know, that, that like I talk about all the time, with flow, you're at that at that intersection between challenge and skill. Now, just cruising on the highway when everything's hunky-dory, that's pretty low skill, pretty pretty low challenge. It's easy to stay in flow. The the hard part is when, you know, a truck in your in in the lane next to you as you're passing it kind of kind of swerves at, at, you know, unexpectedly and you have to swerve to to match or you know tomorrow's going to be an interesting day I'm going to have to go over a mountain pass you know according to what I saw on the radar I think I should have a good clear window but there's always the chance of getting a little bit of snow going up over the mountains this time of year and towing a trailer you know is is an added hazard So these skills, you know, it's not for the faint of heart. You know, I'm kind of pacing myself mentally. Knowing that the hardest part of the drive is yet to come. You know, I have a little bit of a question mark as to whether or not I'll hit snow. 
Uh, you know, the weather, the, the temperatures are going to drop dramatically. It's going to be below zero. You know, these are conditions that should not be taken lightly, as I said. So I wasn't surprised that, that my friend didn't want to make the trip himself. You know, it's, it's not something he's as comfortable with. But risk management is something I do all the time, you know. So I think that's enough for now, y'all. I'm still driving through these flashing red lights. And I'm enjoying the hell out of it. You know, I hope this audio is okay. I know I'm driving, so it's probably a little a little bit noisy, but I think uh, you know, I'll 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 record some more tomorrow. I want to make at least one episode out of this entire trip, if not a few. You know, I'm really hoping to maybe interview some friends of mine that are doing some really cool stuff. You know, if if I can manage to hook up with them along the way. You know, it's tricky. I I only have about 8 days, 4 of which is driving. So, you know, I'm I'm going to be trying to spend my time wisely. I'm not going to be able to see everybody, unfortunately, but that's the way she goes. As they say in Trailer Park Boys, that's the way of the road. Now, I'm going to say that one in honor of the Canadian truckers, you know, as I as I caravan along with with some uh shall we say anonymous truck drivers I uh I'm appreciating how courteous these guys are on the road most of the time and I'm appreciating how pissed off they are just you know a handful maybe 500 miles north of me right now these guys um they keep they keep everything moving and they don't deserve to be bullied you know i've talked about it before but anybody who thinks truck drivers are spreading covid clearly hasn't thought through the scenario right your average truck driver spends all day every day alone it's a thankless job you know they really probably don't get paid as much as they ought to oftentimes but you know it's it's one of these jobs that you can make a decent living as sort of a non-college educated you know laborer and if we if we don't appreciate truck drivers as much as we appreciate nurses and teachers and police officers, you know, that that's our own failing. These guys um they keep everything in motion. So with that note, I'm going to sign out. I'm going to keep driving for at least another hour or two, you know, probably pull off at some truck stop, find a well-lit area to to lay my head against the window and catch a few hours of sleep. 
All right, y'all. Um, we'll catch up with you in a bit. Probably tomorrow. had a bit of a scare here on the highway you know and this is the most dangerous hour right twilight after the sun goes down all the critters are active you know as I speak to you here I am I'm actively scanning looking for beady little eyes on the side of the highway you know I just I dodged a family of deer about five minutes ago weaved my way between them somehow you know good reflexes I'll admit it you know the semi truck in front of me hit one of them head on and I saw a puff of fur just fly in all directions and and I saw the outline of about three or four more deer all of them running across the highway and I, sl I didn't slam my brakes. I, I applied some firm pressure, and I judged the gap between two of these animals in a split second, and I weaved ever so slightly at about 70 miles an hour with pressure on the brake until the moment I decided to let off and speed between these two animals. You know, last night I talked about that, that pinnacle between skill and challenge and how when you're driving, most of the time you're at, a, you're at a point of low challenge. So you can meet it with a low level of skill, but when the high challenge moment comes up out of nowhere, you have to have the skill to match. You know, I've thought about this before. When it comes to driving these highways at night, through wilderness is essentially what this kind of part of the country is wildlife is a serious hazard it's like a game of Russian roulette driving these highways at night somebody's gonna hit a deer you just hope it's not you and all that said you know I I'm just grateful obviously that that I managed to get out of that scot-free but you know it could have gone differently and I don't want to I don't want to put too much emphasis on my skill because it is, you know, there's a fair amount of luck involved. I would say a game of Russian roulette has almost nothing to do with skill. So maybe it's not the best metaphor, but yeah, I was close, you know, I was close and man, I would have, I would have sure felt bad, even though, you know, it's not my fault if a deer jumps in front of me. I, I sure would have felt bad, you know, brand new vehicle, you know, we don't want to see that, so, all that said, 
you know, I am in flow right now. I am very much in flow. It's the only reason I'm able to record and drive with the skill and focus that I have right now. But I don't want to push it. So I'm going to sign out for now. And I'll tell you real quick, I am heading to see the Homestead Lovers. Tegan and Alexia from, I don't know which episode, I want to say it was in the 30s maybe. But Homesteading is for Lovers. That was that was the episode title. And uh, yeah, I'm going to hang out with them face to face instead of on Zoom. So I'm looking forward to that. Seeing their their new abode, you know, maybe checking out their gun collection, <laughs> having some drinks, having some laughs. You know, I don't know if I'll stay with them more than just one night. Like I said, I got some other folks to see, but in any event, I'm just grateful to have a have a friend in the neighborhood that's willing to host soft bed to climb in, you know, hot shower to take. When you're living on the road, those little luxuries sure, sure make a difference. All right, y'all. Well, we'll, uh, we'll catch up with you here in a little while. All your mothers and your brothers and your sisters and your fathers and everybody walking this land. No matter your race, your creed, your tribe, your nation, you defend with open hearts and open minds. And a helping hand each time to the mothers and the brothers and the sisters and the fathers. Everybody walking this land. One thought I wanted to add. How insane is it? To strap yourself in to what is essentially a missile and hurl yourself across the country, across a continent, at 70, 80 miles an hour. You know, sometimes I have these like flashes of, you know, a moment where I realize if, you know, if I wasn't paying attention, I'd, I'd be dead. I'd be dead. You know, it's a good thing I'm good at paying attention, I guess, but... I I think it's so much fun to cross a continent in just a couple of days. Hauling ass. But it's not for the faint of heart or for the easily vexed, you know? I can get stressed. I can come within inches of splattering a deer and ruining my vehicle... And yeah, I get that little bump of adrenaline, that little anxiety peak. But it's not hard for me to sort of rein that back in. You know, I've, I've trained myself to do so. Now, some of you might be sitting there listening to this thinking, what does this guy fucking think he is? You know, some kind of badass? You know, tooting your own horn, fucking... Like, well, as a matter of fact, yeah, I do. I, I, I think I am a badass. You know, I've gained these skills over years and years of practice. Of course, I'm going to eat my words the day that I 
that I don't successfully dodge the deer, but you know, in terms of ratios, the number of near misses, it's, you know, it's hard to, hard to ignore. I, I have a way of dodging things. And I think it's because I trust myself to be the badass I know I can be. I think I'm more badass when I think that way, right? Self-doubt, you know, insecurity, it doesn't really help. With that, I am in Utah and I am back on a dark stretch of highway, you know, where I was under street lights, kind of going through a town where I felt safe. I'm back to where I need to turn on the scan mode. You know, I only have an hour and 20 minutes to go. And it seems that the last hour is always where the most potential for trouble comes up. So I'm not going to take that lightly. All right, guys. More is yet to come. He ain't got laid in a month of Sundays. Caught him once and he was sniffing my undies. He ain't too sharp, but he gets things done. Drinks his beer like it's oxygen. He's my baby and I'm his honey. Never gonna let him go. In spite of ourselves, we'll end up sitting on a rain. Jenner, get out. Hey, no dogs on the furniture. But yeah, I'm just gonna like record a lot and fucking uh, cut it down, make like an episode out of out of the whole trip. Is the intention? Yeah, this is a little mobile guy. It's pretty handy. Yeah. It's this okay. is from Grandma's garden, so I hope you forgive me. It's yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll chew the <laughs> tea good. a little bit. Yeah. Um, I don't really have a place for a I'll just stir. I'll just hold it, nice and warm. That's good. Cool. Well, thanks for having me, guys. It's our pleasure. Seriously. Anytime you're in town. Well, yeah. Hopefully, more and more. You know, it's like I need to get a brand new truck like that, so I don't have to worry about breaking down. Yeah, that truck's nice. Along the way, yeah. Yeah, I, I feel like it's, um, as with the bed upstairs, it's better than I deserve. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, the bed's not that nice. So y'all ever going to go back to working, like, not from home? <laughs> I definitely don't want to. No. <laughs> this is way too chill. Yeah, dude. This place is great. Yeah, just being able to stay just like sitting there doing computer work and look out the window and there's some deer it's yeah. so cool yeah I'm not gonna get that in an office so do you I mean when you go hunting are you guys walking like straight out of here or uh oh uh, we haven't done that yet we've done like practice and that way we are geared up and would the neighbors be a little weirded out like oh, if you yeah. came home with a deer over your shoulder oh yeah you're not allowed to hunt <laughs> this little area you're not allowed to hunt you have to go about six miles that way okay okay I had the impression there was like national forest right 
right here. There is, but, but it's like... I don't think you can actually take it and get access because there is some random private like past that. There's yeah. a lot of like big estates past that right in between before it's like the main chunk of the thing. So I don't think they actually connect so that you could use it. Yeah. It's homemade tea, homemade soap, homemade everything. We are living the dream. <laughs> That's the way I see it. It's been fun. Yeah. I was like, it's, I didn't expect to be here in the flesh, but this is awesome. We changed things around, but when we recorded, we were the couch was right here. Uh huh. So I, I almost felt like, like I was like trying to figure out where you guys were sitting during that. Yeah. Um, so what you were facing? Facing this way. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. Way. Yeah. We moved it through the tree. Yeah. We have Christmas for at least three months. Hey. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, uh, that tree's not gonna dry up. I <laughs> 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 For an artificial tree, it's kind of got a Charlie Brown effect to it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know. It's lost a lot. We, it's it, it seen some mileage yet? Dude, yeah. it's super cheap one. Like, we were like, we went just to a dating. closeout sale at Kmart. Yeah. Maybe spent $100 for everything. Hey, get, get what you pay for, you know. Yeah. <laughs> no. We like character. It's adorable. Yeah. I love it. I love it. All, all kinds of ornaments. That's the thing. I got like 20 ornaments, but I, I never bothered to get a tree. Yeah. So all my ornaments are kind of lonely. Gotta go cut one down. That's a nice thing. That forest yeah. right there. You just pay, I think, like 15 bucks. And go and you cut yourself your one. Tree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll definitely end up doing that, but we're going to wear this thing out. It's no, uh, no successful hunting this fall, huh? Yeah, well, well, we didn't get any tickets. Well, actually, no. <laughs> yeah, we've seen things, but... Right. We went know. rabbit hunting a few times. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Just a really big snowshoe here. Just big. Snowshoes. You shoot at it? I mean. No, I got like behind something like immediately. Yeah. You're still like in that motion. Yeah. That was a cough, man. Yeah. Have y'all gone to the Spanish Fork Hot Springs? Not those, but we've been to a few other ones. Is that what they're called? Am I thinking of the right place? Are they on the backside, like back here? Well, it's. I think it's down around Spanish Fork, but mm-hmm. I. I almost feel like there's another name for them. Um, like Diamond or something. It might be the Diamond ones. Diamond. Yeah. Have you guys gone there? That's the first one I ever went to. Yeah. It was me, Zyler, Addy, and Grady. I went. I went there with my buddy Stick when we were here last, and mm. it was. I want to go back. It, it was cool. Yeah. Was it like kind of like successive pools and like the one was like up a waterfall? Yeah, like multiple pools getting hotter and hotter like yeah, the further yeah. up you went and like it was maybe like a mile and a half yeah, hike or something yeah. get in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. That's it. it was like super flat. Yeah, easy yeah, hike. I'm yeah. thinking about doing that tomorrow maybe. Yeah, that's good. It was, we were there and it was snowing all this. Oh, that's cool. It was pretty cool. <laughs> I don't know. I was thinking about that. It's like take a pre-rolled doobie or two and just like chill in the hot springs for a couple hours you know I might see if my friend Cinnamon wants to come but then again like I wouldn't mind going solo that did pretty sick so it's a good reflection for him Lex no you're too excited dude hey get out gentle Yeah, she's being she's being very hospitable. Just you know, they're so used to each other, they like sleep on top of each other and like. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. Bless you. Lex, get out. It's not gonna work, but it's not gonna work. You gotta go find a nice little spot. 
Oh, there's some other spots that are going to be so cozy. Come on. Did y'all just hang here, the two of you, for Christmas? Uh, not intentionally. Yeah. <laughs> We're totally snowed in. Ah, uh, is that yeah. the excuse? No, well, lately our well. snowblower was overheating. We still oh. have like 30 feet in the driveway left. No kidding. It was like and max the of the whole like. So you were legitimately yeah. stuck. Legitimately. And the cord to start it, like <laughs> just to pull it, just snapped. Shit, yeah. So. It's, a, it's an intense driveway. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty gnarly. I've eaten shit on it. <coughs> Clearing snow plenty of times. I did it. So why'd you, why'd you park at the top? Just, uh, you're afraid you're not going to be able to make the climb out or what? Yeah, and I just felt like our driveway was. Tightened tight. a little bit more, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, like it's like, hard for me to back out. It's like I could have parked on the street, you know. Uh, sometimes they'll freak out here about that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> 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 that is awesome. Flex is the boss. Yeah, people's like, I don't know. It's so little, <laughs> but so strong. Yeah. She weighs like sixty pounds. Yeah, glad to make it this far in one piece. Yeah. <laughs> Without losing a dog. It's a little nerve-wracking driving someone else's car. Yeah. This house feels, to me, like a fucking pirate. Like, it, it feels like being in the belly of a pirate ship. Yeah. <laughs> Which is funny, because... I never cause thought of that, I like I, that. Well, maybe I'm just thinking that way, because I've been thinking about pirates. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did an episode, like, two episodes ago, about, like, sailors and pirates... And uh, smugglers, and, and uh, I don't know, man. I've have been like daydreaming about being on a boat, yeah. so I kind of feel like I'm there. I'm glad we could do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Righteous. Well, that's enough for now. <laughs> You both are in my mind as my two like friends that started company. So I'm like bleeding. I'm like, wait, that wasn't. Uh, uh, Y'all had to been him. Yeah, it was like young. It stood for something. Okay. Something landscape. Young entrepreneur landscape or something like that. But he's his house is like fucking huge. Like, uh, like yeah. damn it. Like he figured it out on his own like yeah. early enough that he could really turn it into something. I was like, no one fucking told me any of that. No one able to figure that out. Like, right. God, instead of going to fucking college, what if I had just put money in Bitcoin, right? Yeah. Oh, dude, I almost fucking... I know everyone fucking says that, yeah, right? Right, right, right. I sat there. Right when I moved here, the guy that ended up being my roommate right before meeting Alexa, it was like one of my managers at Trader Joe's, and um, I watched his dog, pulled into the... Uh, I, like, I, mean, I only lived here for a year, so it was, I could have caught like 
two or three huge Bitcoin waves since then. Yeah. And I pulled in next to a guy that had like a newer version of my truck. He got out and immediately he was just like elated, like on this other level. And I was like not in that mode. I was like, oh, I gotta go watch the talk to. But he was just like, that's such a cool truck. Let's talk about trucks. And I'm like, oh, I'm open to that. And then he just spun into this. I just can't stop talking because I have $50 million now because I just fucking did Bitcoin. And I almost fucking bought some at that point. It was a little bit more expensive. And uh-huh. I wish he could almost convince me if I had. Well, we're in a bit of a dip right now. Yeah, I, I don't own any currently, but I, I'm like kind of seeing about, you know, yeah. putting a thousand bucks in and letting it ride for a while. Yeah, um, we got super lucky with uh, Dogecoin. Yeah. Doggy coin. I don't even know I fucking say half of them Well there's Doggy Coin and then there's Doge there's two different ones. Yeah, I don't know. She ended up does I like read about it, talk about stuff like that, and then she makes the final decisions because her yeah. dad is a mathematician and talk she's done that her whole life. Like sure. she's so much more in the stock market. I've like added these little pennies to it. Yeah. She's got so much more money. But she made like fifteen grand off of that. Oh, shit. Yeah. Which just allowed us to make more. Remember that weird dip the other day? got scared for like a moment and everything came back up that was so weird i mean there's gonna be something i, I think we got like probably a year or two years but like there has to be something they've been playing around with this shit for so like covid was insane how the fuck did no one go to work and the stock market went up yeah, <laughs> like yeah, that's yeah, crazy yeah. Um, like there's gonna be something that has to like i mean yeah we're dealing with inflation right now but like well yeah. so this trucker strike is something to pay attention to actually yeah. because um Inflation plus supply chain, total supply chain mm-hmm. disruption uh, no, could lead to pretty fucked up situations. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, that makes sense. I think that was actually one of our economics. I had to take, that was weird. Xavier did a bunch of economics for environmental science. I had to do like micro, macro, and sure. natural resource. Yeah. And I think there was actually an equation that brought those two together. Well, it makes sense. I mean, yeah. the, the sort of principles of economics are sort of ecological principles yeah. applied to money, but it's... Yeah. it's it falls so short. It's, it's yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> like yeah. oh, here's resources. Oh, okay, like that. Like, yeah, yeah, like yeah. Fuck the natural world. <laughs> right. They could do like so most economists money. don't think about ecology, but they ought to. Yeah, yeah. like yeah, that's right. like your base where you're gonna make everything off of. You should ignore it. Like, right. yeah, that part always makes me mad. I'm like, you care a little bit, <laughs> but I understand why they don't. And at the same time, I don't know if they could the way the equations work. But I don't think that would change anything. Like we still, I'd still rather the capitalism. And that's the other case. the argument I keep finding myself. It's not really an argument, but the point I keep making, like anytime, like hang out with people in Utah and stuff, is how much like everyone in our age group is like just in conversation is like pro-socialism, and they don't even fucking know what socialism is. Like, well, the anti-capitalist movement, the anti-work movement, is yeah. like it's it's probably a lot of it like based in. Chinese and Russian propaganda trying to like weaken us as a nation. I believe that. 100%. That's most of the bots that are on all those things. Like, I've, uh, you know, it's very apparent, like all this, all, tons and tons of posts on social media from people our age that are like uh, very anti work, anti production. Yeah. And it's like, where is this fucking coming from? Is it yeah. coming from laziness or is there somebody like putting these ideas out there? Yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's an appealing idea. Why should I have to work? You know, blah, blah, blah. Pay me, pay me, you know? Yeah. But it's like, dude, it just doesn't work that way. Yeah, I think it's gonna, if they agree to it on the government side, it's because they're gonna make things worse. Like, they're never gonna agree that because they're like, this is in the best interest of everyone. <laughs> like, no, it just, it'll make people easier to control. Yeah, exactly. You, if they can, if they are controlling your entire income, and then they can add any stipulation on that. You have to follow it to get your income. Like that's the second that happens, they're gonna get you. Have to get every vaccine ever. Like, yeah. like you have to just follow our like 
I don't. We don't want to live in that world. That um, doesn't work too. There's enough history lessons to prove that when you let something, that's like the end of everything. When it tries to get too controlling, it falls apart. Like that's just how it works. Why don't people uh, underestimate how much good has come out of capitalism? Yeah, that's the first thing I always say when my friends say something like, "Ah, capitalism like that." I'm like, you the parts you're saying is not capitalism. Yeah. Like it's capitalism with this like American government that let it go awry. Like they were just like, oh, here you go, billionaires. Like, yeah, normally your business should die in this situation. It's but, called corporatism. Like, it's yeah. called cronyism. Yeah. You know, crony capitalism is the problem. Yeah. Capitalism itself solution, is the Solution, you know, socialism is not the solution. I, yeah. I like the way Ron Paul talks about, um, like, conscious capitalism or, like, like, you can't have a libertarian society without ethics, basically. Yeah, 100%. So, I mean, I've, I've listened to him on and off. I haven't read that exact thing, yeah. but... That's something I've read plenty of times because yeah. that's where I always like, like I want there to be like no like government and stuff, but I'm always like, I just look at like how shopping carts are, and I'm like, people can't fucking handle it. They don't have ethics. Like I want it to work, but you know that's the ultimate. Stuff. That's the ultimate test, the shopping cart test. Have yeah. you ever heard about I, that? I probably must have read that. Cause yeah, it's a thing. Like that's apparently the most reliable way to tell if somebody is like a good person or not yeah do they put the shopping cart in the, in the cart corral <laughs> that makes me feel better because i have to go get them I, I i i would feel like an asshole leaving because like leaving it in the parking lot whatever yeah um i mean maybe i'm biased because i worked at a grocery store but like that was sure. my first job i worked at that fresh market yeah. i mean i did landscaping but i also worked at that fresh market off of like 146th street oh, I this. oh yeah it was a yeah, steve ranella quote and I'm sure he's not the first to say something like this, but it's like the first time I heard something like that, and it like resonated with me a bunch. And it was just something like the truth is like what it is to each person. It's not real. You're basically hearing a person admit their life experiences mm-hmm. and how it has to reflect. It's basically a projection of some sort. So someone believes socialism has to be it. Well, you could probably ask them about their past and figure out exactly why. Why? Like, yeah. I mean, it's good because of experience. And you could probably do the same thing for like us and not wanting. My, I know my parents told me my whole life that that was going to be a problem because I don't like being controlled. If things go like left hard enough, we may want to fucking leave because the subjugated group is gonna Mexico, be Mexico, baby. Yeah, Let's like, go to Mexico. That's what we've been talking about because we <laughs> we loved we went down to New Mexico, mm-hmm. and that was kind of gives you this vibe. Like, we were very rural in Mexico, like no service or anything, and it was just like talking to people was like talking Spanish and whatnot. And I was like, well, this is what Mexico would be like. I'm fine. Like yeah. I don't give a shit. Like yeah. I I saw a guy that was oh, what was it? it's that fucking uh, like YouTube alternative. One of the YouTube alternatives. Odyssey or... Uh... It wasn't Odyssey. It was one I had... It's only the only time I've been on it. But I saw a guy who he's like... He moved to Mexico like five years ago and gave his like... He was a black guy and he was just like... It's great down here. Yeah. <laughs> like, I've heard great I've heard great things. Like as long as you're uh, not causing problems for the cartels... Yeah, they, stay uh, out of there. Yeah, don't, don't get mixed up with the wrong people. But like, yeah. It's, shit's cheap down there. Yeah, he basically moved down and became rich as shit. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. He sold his house here. That's so much My money. buddy Stick, almost every winter, he goes to Mexico and he says, like, he lives off $100 for two fucking weeks. Yeah. You know? like, I'd have to live up in the mountains, though. I'm so bad with heat now from living here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. first winter we kept at 55. Yeah, I just should have asked if you wanted me to do a fire. I just sit in 60, like, all day. I'm comfortable, bro. I, I just put my vest yeah, on. Yeah, that's, that's why I love cold, because you can always get warmer, but mm-hmm. heat, at a certain point, you're just fucked. Like, yeah, <laughs> you're yeah, just yeah. stuck into it, especially yeah. with humidity. So I love the dry heat out here. Oh, it's so legit. Oh, yeah. This thing's like the craziest fucking noises. It just sounds like Jurassic Park outside. You know what it reminds me of is that bird in Shrek. That You remember it's like singing with Fiona and it, it sings and sings and it deflates and pops <laughs> yeah, like yeah, a balloon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, all the feathers go flying. Yeah. <laughs> I'm definitely going to end it early.
What time do you think you're gonna? Are you gonna go to the hot springs and then straight to? I was thinking I'd go to Hot Springs, leave the dogs here, and then come back to get the dogs. Um, Cause yeah, I don't want to leave them in the truck. Uh, when yeah, it's, no, when I it's cold. Yeah, I will. I wouldn't there too, cause it's kind of like this. It's a homestead crater. It's like a. It's like a resort, yeah. Yeah, it's like a resort, and there's a resort right across the street, and it's so funny too, cause there's like a fucking park right in there, and you, this will just give you a funny when you're there. I hunt like right in there. Really? <laughs> like there's a park right there, yeah. so I've been like sneaking around the shotgun looking for turkeys. My mind was running through the woods instead. 100 miles an hour in the fast lane. 100 miles an hour in my head. Whiskey by the river, living out of sight. One hundred miles an hour in the fast lane. A hundred miles an hour toward the line. See the curve in that river's bed. Now look at you when I see my friend. A hundred miles an hour in the fast lane. A hundred miles an hour till the end. What's going on, everybody? This is day four, I believe, on the road. And I'm just marveling at how cool the people are that I'm visiting with along this trip. You know, part of me is uh, feeling a little bit bad about not breaking out the recorder last night and getting some conversation captured that we were having. But at the same time, you know, we were we were drinking beer, having fun, shooting the shit, telling stories, and the last thing I wanted to do was to turn on my podcaster mode. You know, I just wanted to hang out. I I had driven down down to this place. It's a friend of mine's parents' place. And this friend, her name's Cinnamon. You know, she, I, I met her when I worked out in Capitol Reef, just about three hours south of where I am now. And uh, we became really tight, good friends. And it seems that I see Cinnamon, you know, at least once a year on average, whether she's driving through my area or I, I'm coming out to hers. You know, we're, we're the kind of friends that you don't, just drive past and it was cool this is the first time I've been able to meet her family like her whole family I had met her brother at one point and I'd met her sister at one point but I'd never met her folks you know and she's got this fella Ian who's hanging out 
And it's funny because you can tell they're they're kind of together, but the joke is that the reason it works so well is because they're they're not dating, right? They're just really good friends, but it's kind of a wink wink, you know. And uh, you know you can hear my voice maybe is a little bit raspy this morning. I was I was three sheets to the wind last night, y'all, on a motherfucking Wednesday. But I wasn't the only one, you know. It was a party. It was good fun. Good people, you know, out in the middle of the mountains on a cold night sharing some libations. And, uh, you know, it's like this is how we are meant to be in the winter. We're meant to gather indoors and, and, you know, tell stories, right? Make jokes, you know, keep ourselves from going crazy. And it was so fun. It was so fun. You know, they're they're an interesting bunch. And uh, it's always a good time when you can just, like, open up and be yourself with a group of people who, you know, some of, some of whom you know, some of them you don't. It's my favorite thing, these, these kind of nights. And, uh, I'm grateful. These, these folks, they live on seven acres. You know, they got a couple little tiny houses, some RVs, a whole fleet of vehicles, you know, a garden, a greenhouse, whole pack of dogs running around free and uh, you know they're, they're a resilient bunch you know they were telling me it's like yeah this this weather's nothing you know these 10 degree nights we, hey turn left you know they're saying we get we get nights in like the negative 40s it's like Alaska fucking weather and uh, you know it's not for everybody but it, it it leads to some eclectic people. I'll say that. You know? And and this family, you know, they, they come from sort of Mormon pioneers, although they are no longer a part of the religion. But, you know, they're like third or fourth generation Utahns. And it's in their blood, you know? It's these mountains, these deserts. It's, it's, it's pretty cool to see. You know, most folks have a tenuous uh, relationship here, it seems, with the government. <clears throat> Even though a lot of them are employed by the Fed, right? Through the Park Service, the Forest Service, the BLM. Um, a lot of them see that there is... Um, you know, there's there's a lot of stuff that's not going right when it comes to the government. You know, and that's neither here nor there. Frankly, we barely even talked about that kind of stuff. Well, I should say we we did talk about it in terms of um, you know public land management and whether or not it could be done better and how it could be done better. And you know, it's it's always interesting because. Folks out here seem to have a real nuanced kind of perspective. You know, they're environmentalists, but they're not leftists necessarily. 
You know, they all read Edward Abbey. I was able to throw the word anarchism out there with absolutely no shock or awe, right? These are people who think about these kinds of things. So, you know, it's good to be around my kind of people. Like I said, nights like that, you know, they're they're kind of rare right now. I hope they become less and less rare. But it took me right back to when I lived in Capitol Reef. And it seemed like at least three, four nights a week, you know, all the, all the seasonal staff, maybe a couple of the permanents, you know, we would get together, we would hang out, we would tell stories. Very rarely would we sit and watch television, you know? And I, I, I wish that was more common. I'll just leave it at that. Wow, this road. It's unreal, y'all. I feel like I'm in the Alps, you know? Spanish Fork area is something to behold. But, you know, today my plan is to head into Salt Lake City, you know, get a bite to eat, and go to a bookstore called Ken Sanders Rare Books. And I guess Ken Sanders was a personal friend of Edward Abbey. And I believe he was one of the three or four people who personally took charge of honoring Edward Abbey's final you know, wishes which were that he would not be buried in some cemetery or some box. He would be left out in the desert. And the story goes that, you know, in the dead of night, three or four, I can't remember which, I think it was four people, four of Edward Abbey's closest friends took his body, wrapped in a sheet, out to the desert, and they brought with them five cases of beer, you know, I think a bottle of whiskey, some fireworks, some guns, and they partied their ass off. You know, that's, that's a hell of a funeral. What's up, y'all? Currently in Idaho, driving west on I-84. Heading for Boise, gonna stay there tonight, find a hotel, you know, get the dogs set up and comfortable and maybe hit the town, see what Boise's all about. But this trip, I'm just trying to be, be steady, be slow. You know, I hauled ass getting out here, don't, don't get me wrong, but when I got out here, I, I kind of slowed it down and 
know, I'm trying to just enjoy the ride. Now, heading for Boise, like I said, after that, on to Bend, Oregon. Gonna drop off these dogs, drop off this truck, and I've got two extra days to play around. I don't know what I'll get into. Maybe not much. Maybe I'll just hang out, read a book, you know, enjoy some time away from home before heading back and, and kicking off the season. So I, uh, I'm a podcaster. Oh, nice. Nice. I uh, hope you don't mind if I maybe record. Okay. What, what kind of podcast is it? Lifestyle. Oh, okay. I call it the Easy Peasy Podcast. Oh, nice. Are you on YouTube? Nah. Well, I have one video. I, I need to start, like, putting clips out there because I yeah. do have some video. Yeah, like, you have to edit, yeah. But pretty much just yeah. audio yeah. for the most part. Got you, yeah. got you. Pretty badass that we're together. Oh, yeah. yeah, it works. You know? I honest, honestly thought that was a bait pun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah. So what the hell? This is it? Slivery or what? What's this place called? Snively. 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 Hot Springs. Yeah. In we're in Oregon. Yeah. Okay. I just crossed over from Idaho. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Barely. Uh, no, this is badass because it's like it's all farmland coming in here. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you're in this fucking canyon. Beautiful little canyon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like eight degrees warmer down here too than it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's nice. I was in uh, Boise last night, the night before that, Salt Lake City, and it was. I was up at eight thousand feet in Salt Lake City. It was fucking. Yep. Ten degrees. It was, yep. it was brutal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Had friends to stay with, thankfully though. Yeah. We came Beautiful down views from up there though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, you can't beat this shit. <laughs> Traveling, you are going from Florida and then flying back here. Yeah. Is, uh, we were just fun. in Florida. Yeah. Right about three weeks ago now. Right? A shock to the system. For sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What are y'all's names? Justin. Justin. Marisa. Steve-O. Steve-O. <laughs> not the, not the Steve-O. <laughs> not the Steve-O, no, no. He's as, <laughs> he's like as cool. Steve-O. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Equally as cool, for sure. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Yeah, man. I, uh... I, I think I already told you, but I'm basically like driving this truck across country with a little teardrop camper. Mm-hmm. And the camper's packed up full of you know, all all of my buddies' most valuable shit, so yeah. I can't even sleep in it. Um, <laughs> I I hauled ass from Indiana to to uh, where did I stop? I guess Salt Lake, pretty much yeah. straight. I stopped at a gas station for an hour. 
like close my eyes, didn't sleep. But 30 hours of driving. Oh my gosh. And then fucking, I, that was like four days ago. And uh, I've just been meeting up with buddies yeah. like, along the way since. Yeah. You know, stayed in Salt Lake area for like three days and uh, saw a few people I know. And, yeah. But. Um, 30 hours nonstop though. I struggle with just eight hours from Seattle to Boise. Yeah. <laughs> It's, Come on, um, We're going to do it. We're going to do it. We're driving back to Florida here shortly. Yeah. Are you? Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a haul from here, man. Yeah. That's a haul for, for me. For and Indiana. a Jeep of all things as well. A, a Wrangler? Rubicon. Yeah. A Rubicon, yeah. yeah. What year? 2018. Okay. All right. Yeah. You towing anything or just towing you whole trailer? whole trailer, yeah. Okay. Making the move? Yeah. Hey, Florida's a good place. Beautiful. We got another Jeep guy over here. I used to be I used to be a Jeep guy, but I, I changed teams on Toyota all the way. What Jeep you got? I got a Jeep Wrangler. Nice. Nice. Yeah, mine's a 2018. Yeah, she's a two door. I'm the same way. Yeah. Chief Blue. She's beautiful. I got a red one. Nice, nice. Yeah, they're awesome. They are. They're so much fun. We've been we've been hitting up trails recently. Oh, you have just, been? Yeah. Here in the area? Yeah. Okay, sweet. Yeah. Went down to initial point. Okay. I got that as well. Um, when the snow clears, uh, Shaw Mountain <laughs> is really, really good. Yeah. Definitely recommend. And go to uh, the Owyhees off, off of uh, Owyhees back where the mines are at. Yep. Oh, yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Nice area. Right a lot of my family lives out there, so oh, we go yeah. out there a lot. Beautiful. Jeep Jeep is not just a vehicle, it's a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle. So. <laughs> I'm disappointed that Toyota people don't wave at each other. It's like, it's like the one thing I miss about Jeep culture. I get really yeah. sad when another Jeep owner doesn't wave back like oh. Oh asshole, fuck yeah. you. Yeah. And I was teaching him about like, you know, waving to another Jeep and like he, spoiled too because they only wave they only wave to the Wranglers. They won't wave to anybody else. Oh Nobody yeah, else. no, no, they won't, yeah. I used to like when I had my Jeep, I, I liked um like instigating a drag drag race with some like old you know there were a few times you'd come up to like ninety something Camaro, you know, like something not too impressive. Right. Rev the engine a little bit because I knew I could beat him from zero to like thirty. <laughs> <laughs> like the Jeep is so torquey, like I knew I could get out across the intersection faster, you know? Uh, quit, right? I'm done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like I don't give a fuck oh, about zero to sixty. That's the it's, only point you film too. It's zero to thirty. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> I had an old 98 and that thing straight six, you know? Yeah. yeah. That motor. Oh yeah. You can't beat that motor. You really can't beat it, right? Yeah. And it's like, so what? So what if you blow it out, right? Yeah. You get it for 1500 bucks. Yeah. Brand new. Motor, brand new. Whatever. Yeah. I do miss having a Jeep. But I bought I bought a Toyota pickup for a thousand bucks from a client of mine. And it was worth a hell of a lot more than a thousand bucks. He was being a he was being a friend, you know. And uh, I've put a hundred thousand miles on this Toyota in five years. Wow. And it's it's older than me. You know, it's a thirty-year-old truck. I'm twenty-eight. It's like that, that I hate to say Jeep won't won't live up to that expectation, you know. Fucking Toyota Toyotas are delight. I took a eighty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had an 82 Toyota Corolla that I went all hey, every single state with. Yeah. And freaking, I ran the wheels off that bitch, man. It was awesome. It had 260,000 miles when it finally died. Died. It was like 5,000 to fix it. I'm like, nah. I bought it for 500. No, not worth it. <laughs> I, I, I hail from, you know, the countryside in, in England where my dad taught me to do off-roading in a Land Rover Discovery. Mm. And so... 
moving over here I've like done both off-roading and I did have a 2003 street tuned Subaru and WRX was absolutely beautiful. And no, it was just 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 one of the um, I don't know what you guys would call it over here. It wasn't the Outback. Is it or no? Um, no, it's not an Outback. It was a. Um, no, it was just WRX, it wasn't SEI. Impreza? Is that the Impreza? Impreza, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's the hatch, shorter hatchback. She was this, like, longer, kind of, like, wagon-type yeah, yeah, yeah. style. But so not as long as the Outback. Not as long as the Outback. The hatchback. So she was kind of like a sleeper, yeah. like, you know, street-tuned Subaru, so people would see her roll up. It's like, why is that thing making that kind of noise? And why is it so fast? Um, but I was, um, after that, I was considering getting myself a Subaru BRZ, and I'm like, no, I want an off-roading vehicle. Like, I know a lot of people have lifted BRZs and they look ridiculous and stuff, and they have made them for off-roading, but I like being able to have the Jeep to just have full they capability. Wave. They don't wave as well, <laughs> wave, <yeah>. exactly. <laughs> they don't They're, too, wave. Yeah. They're too wound up, too, so you can't really crawl too much with either. Exactly, yeah. And no, I have a lot of fun in Jeeps. They're great. And they're so modular as well. You can just easily just remove things. Yeah, well, super, yeah. super, super tons of parts. Just, made to just throw everything in. Yeah. No big deal. Yeah. If water gets in there, no big deal. I yeah. love I love the just, drain plugs in the floor. Yeah, right? I mean, it's <laughs> you hose the bitch out. Yeah. 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 I put yeah. like the neoprene so seat covers in mine so you yeah. just fucking spray That just out. means yeah. when you put the neoprene, it's like, oh, I, I just got an upholstered. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I like it fun. Like I said, I, I'll have another Jeep someday, but I I can't I can't tell you that I would choose a Jeep over a Toyota. Our Toyotas are still solid. Yeah. yeah. They are good. There's just more money to fix those. The only downside about Toyotas. Well, if you uh, if you buy a new one for sure. I yeah. do all my own work, yeah. so yeah. it's not that That's bad. handy, yeah. yeah. I mean even parts though. Yeah. In my it, well, I've made from the, my experience. <laughs> I've made the mistake of putting cheap parts on it. Yeah. And they do you know, they don't last, so yeah. When you do, when you buy the real parts, the Toyota parts. It's and that's the advantage of the, of the Wrangler. Aftermarket oh, yeah. so huge much stuff, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't take nothing. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So either you Jeep people got a uh, rubber duck yet on your Jeeps? Um, I haven't received one yet. I <laughs> yeah. did on one She's of the. She's got a uh, box of them to get oh, out. Nice. Yeah, I, got, awesome. I got one one duck. So I don't know if you know about the duck duck Jeep thing. Is this a new <laughs> thing? This is a good lifestyle yeah, yeah. story, actually. Uh -huh. So um, pretty much all across America, Europe, whatever. As long as you have a Jeep, there is a community called hashtag Duck Duck Jeep. So what they do is they come across, generally Rubicon Wranglers get it the most, but if they come across a really nice looking Jeep, they'll give you like one of those little rubber duckies. And they're usually like the really cool like custom themed ones. And they'll have like a little tag on it that says you've been ducked. And it will be like hashtag so you duck duck leave Jeep. it on the hood of the yeah, truck? Yeah, you leave it on the hood like of the, the parking yeah, lot. Yeah, or on their, their yeah. door handle or whatever. And sure. if you want to, you post a picture of it and do hash, the hashtag duck duck Jeep and a lot of people will see it. So I've only received one. But yes, I have a box full of them <laughs> that I keep forgetting to put, put into in my Jeep. Jeep. And I keep coming across a bunch of really nice Jeeps like, ah, oh, I forgot my, <laughs> so, the, so the ducks get rotated around basically. Pretty much yeah. if you want to, you can if keep you get them, one, you, you give it away. Along. There's uh, people that have their dashes completely just adorned with these rubber ducks. I hadn't, I hadn't heard about that. Oh, that's wow. cool. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty cool. It's a really good mine his garage. Oh, yeah? And they have the garage and the grandparents. Yeah. They have a shop and they have like a bunch of ducks everywhere. They must have a dump It's pretty cool. And that's why I say it's more of a lifestyle thing because a lot of people put a lot of time and effort into their Jeeps and even like whether it's mechanical or just cosmetics, they'll just put a lot of awesome stuff on it to make it really stand out. For example, 
my Jeep, she's she's blue, like a really, What's really beautiful blue. Neptune. Neptune, blue, yeah. And it works Perfect. it works amazingly because of the planet, because of the Roman god, and then also because of ocean, all that kind of stuff, so it being watery. And blue. also there's Neptune Beach where where she's moving to. Yeah. It all, it, all, it all works, yeah. All I, coming together nicely. I named my Jeep Nelly Bell. Nice, nice. After uh, you know my dad told me he was Roy Rogers had a, had a buddy named Pat Brady, and Pat Brady drove it, an old like World War II era Jeep, oh, you know, Willis, nice. and uh, and it was called Nelly Bell, and Nelly Bell was always causing causing you know problems like breaking down, <laughs> and, you know, and uh, that was kind of my old Jeep, you know, it never never quite yeah. was Ran perfect. <laughs> it wasn't perfect, but it never left me stranded. You know what I mean? Like even when I blew out the clutch. I just like forced yeah, you it just in, gear. Slam it in gear. Yeah, yeah. you can fly without a clutch. Yep. <laughs> a little bitch, you can make it. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I never got stranded. Just don't you know? quit. <laughs> but then I got now my my '90 Toyota pickup SR5. That's Black Betty. Okay. Because she's so rock steady. Yeah, yeah nice. <laughs> nice. Yeah. yeah. Isn't it amazing like how much we like our vehicles put us through and if we're like vehicle lovers it's just more of like oh it's just you know it's character building you know we just we deal with it it's fine well, it's a I bit frustrating it's but... like our version of the horse you know yeah. like you develop a relationship yeah. with the truck you know yeah. yeah and if you love the truck the truck loves you you know mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> I, uh... in theory in theory yeah. i've heard yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. i um i had to do the stereotypical thing as a brit over here and get myself a good old-fashioned american truck i picked up an 83 ford 250 yeah that thing started off as a real piece of shit. Um, it's complete camo as well. The kid that had it before just like you bought it. It's, you're it's you're a, a British woman comes to America buys a camoed <laughs> out F two fifty. Yeah. And that thing trying to simulate what the Americans. I got this. And so the whole thing like needed needed to be worked on. Like the kid that had it before, like I think he like removed something to do with the exhaust. So technically, in hit like over here, it was from Oregon originally. But here, um, sorry, well, Idaho, Boise. Yeah, it, emissions, it was horrible. Uh -huh. uh, noise level, horrible. So all of that We're had good, to get replaced. Get it. Oh, good. I mean, I thought it was amazing. The yeah, yeah, like, you, like it, you like it loud, exactly. you know. Exactly. Um, Nothing wrong with being loud. that you would want to have if you were living in an area of homeowners association or anything like that. Sure, or California in exactly, general. Exactly, yeah, yeah. yeah. But she's, she's fixed right up. She's all roadworthy, legal, but I will be selling it on to a friend, a real good friend that's pretty much family to me. So it's technically staying in the family and... But yeah, driving that thing, I felt ridiculous because I'm having to, it's bad enough having to hop up in my Jeep. <laughs> yeah. She's a bit lifted. But the F 250 this little, you know, British woman jumping into the F 250. Is it still camo? It's still camo. Fuck yeah. Still and, <laughs> so still have it? Huh? You still have it? I still have it. Pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> the, the Facebook marketplace images that the kid put up was hilarious because he had one of those, like, um, like the horn, like hood ornament well, on well, it. It, that makes perfect sense. Right, and then where the where the hitch bar is, he had like the, the fake sack. like hanging ball sack on it. Of course. And I was so sad that he removed all of that when I picked it up. I was like, ah. Oh. Let's go to my new vehicle. Cool. I wanted that. That was the selling point. I wanted that ball sack. Hey, how much extra can, can you throw in the ball sack as well? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll pay. I'll pay for it. <laughs> Too funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now there's something about though, like I, I, I find on the road, like, 
people. If you're pulled over on the side with a Jeep, some other Jeep's gonna stop and check you out. You yeah. know? It's like motorcycle people. Oh, yeah. They're not into motorcycles. They always so like, hey, it's a problem with tribulations, right? Yeah. So you, you know that something's gonna break because you're out there doing something. Right? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. So you feel it too. You've been yeah. out there in those trails and some of the breaks, something to help you out, right? So that's yeah. Yeah. the code that she's talking about. Right? Exactly, just yeah. Help everybody out. But yeah. you've been there in that spot and one day it's gonna come back to you. Right. Motorcycle guys, yep. same exact same thing. thing. Yeah. Even when I've been on the side of the road after a trail and I'm like airing back up my tires, for example, they'll stop by and be like, is everything okay? Do you need help? It's like, oh yeah, yeah, and if everything's fine. Cause my previous Jeep, I had onboard air. So you just have one of those things like set up. So you get a compressor. Air up. Yeah. Um, so they'll see the hood up, obviously, and they'll see a bunch of like cables running off and stuff. It's like, oh my god, do you need help sign up and yeah. stuff? I'm like, no, 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 we're, we're okay. But it's still really amazing it's to cool. think that people are really, really solid like that, and they'll help you out. So how how tall are you? Like five foot five. Five five. So my girlfriend in high school, mm -hmm. when I had my Jeep, she was like five one. Oh yeah. Like on a good day, you know. <laughs> and I took her to prom, right, yeah. as one does. Yeah. And um, we were gonna take her dad's. Which I was stoked. Right. But then it rained and you said, not Oh, yeah, there's things that you have to look at a damp road. Damp road, rear wheel drive, mm -hmm. you know, 16 year old kid, mm -hmm. stick shift. It's like, uh, <laughs> prom you know, night. Prom night, not happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. But we took my Jeep and I had to bring, literally, I had to bring a step stool so she could get into it with her dress <laughs> on, you know? <laughs> yeah, I'm missing grab, like, the grab paddles. At the moment, I need to get some for the roll cage. Any? I didn't have any right now. I have four of them, so I'll give you two. Oh, really? Look at that. Look at that. Thank you. Fucking Yeah, but I, I currently, I had a slip disc a few months ago, and the most excruciating pain I've ever been in. And my poor friend, bless her, she I was basically moving into a new place. And so I, I messaged her, I'm like, hey, I'm going to swing back around because I need to go to the stuff. But also, I think I've, I've really done something bad to my back. By the time I had got back to hers, I was just in tears, in agony, and I couldn't get myself out of the Jeep. to get out of the giant Jeep. Because uh, it's too high. So yeah. she had to, like, basically help me out. Lower like, you down. dead weight on her because my back was in agony. And then after that, the Jeep was just, like, a no-go. Uh, I could not even get in that I'm more agonizing than your hip turn. Like, I want to get back on that baby, right? Yeah, exactly. I just kept looking at her out the windows, just everybody was like, soon, my love, soon. <laughs> yeah. So do y'all go to like the Jeep meetups and all that? Um, I've been to a few. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was good fun. There was a the jamborees or whatever. Yeah, yeah, there was there was a kind of famous YouTube channel, um, Lightbright. They they were in Boise for a bit, and we kind of like hung out in the car park and basically took pictures of all everybody else's like custom jeeps from the Boise area and these things are ridiculous. They're really, really cool. I've never been to that. Oh, it's really, really awesome. You should check it out, yeah. Are you from around here too? I'm from uh, Canyon County, Nampa area. Okay. Yeah. So probably like 15 minutes from Boise. Gotcha, yeah. But I have a lot of family out here in this, in this kind of country. Nice. I got into like uh, the dual sport community, dual sport motorcycles. I had a KLR. There's a huge, it's very similar to the Jeep culture, like KLR people, and uh, TW, the Yamaha TW200. It's like the smallest bike with the fattest tires, and it's it's known as like the goat, you know, like it's just a billy goat, mountain goat, whatever. It'll go anywhere. It just won't go anywhere. Yeah. And it's cool because uh, they do the, the, the 
I don't like the meeting of the goats. I think they call it something like that. Yeah. And uh, you know, just everybody that rides that bike. There's something about like being in a line of Jeeps, yeah. line of Toyotas, line of fucking yeah. the same motorcycles, you know. Did the same thing with Subaru back in Washington. Yep, yeah. Same the amount of people that come from all over and they'll just congregate to one spot. And it's awesome. Is that the biggest difference from over there to here? Or like, What's that, sorry? What's the biggest difference in living out there and living out from here? From Washington or England? From England. Um, yeah, the car scene's limited. Oh, okay. Yeah, so you have a lot of like the Honda Civic boys that try to drive around car parks and then the police will show up and they'll tell you off. Right. Um, so a lot of the car scene, from my experience anyway, because I grew up in the countryside, um, is a lot of like off-roading stuff, okay. um, dirt bike stuff. Um, but over here it's a lot, there's so many more options. Oh, there is? Yeah. Because okay. you see the YouTube, but you don't really feel like what's actually going on, right? Because yeah. it's specific to a spot. Yeah, exactly. Right. I mean, they do a lot of like fancy old school British vehicle shows and stuff like that. Okay. You know, the old like James Bond-esque style okay. car shows, you know, things that don't really see a speck of dust in their life. <laughs> but they'll come out for a day just to look at and yeah, right. take pictures of as well. I do, I, I think there's something about, it's not all American car people, but like most of them, you don't own a car that you don't want to drive, like yeah. not a lot of people keep it in the garage, you know? Mm -hmm. Exactly. You own it to use it. Yeah. yeah. Well, I have a couple that just come in the garage and I just keep them there, so I'm probably not the one. So what do you got? I got a 55 Chevy that just sits there. Square body. Square body. Oh, it's more of a rounder body. It's uh, rounder front, short body, um, before the, the, the square bodies came out. Okay. Yeah, and then I have a 51 Ford too, and that thing is just a beauty too. And like just, a coupe or a No, no, these are all pickups. Pickups, okay. Yeah, so that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. And they just sit there, just collecting dust. They're not, they're all body. <laughs> so, yeah. What do you do for a living? I work for the city engineering for Nampa. Okay. Yeah. Cars. The cars is the cars and jeeps. Not necessarily cars, because I really don't work on them. I just, I just like to be out here in the forest, up here in the mountains, just chill out. Cause work is so hectic. You come out here and just release everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. You just come up here and just chill. Meet people like yourselves and just share experiences. That's all it's about. I agree. That's the yeah. best. I agree. That's why when I got this gig, I told the guy the only way I was, I was going to drive his car across country is. You know, I'm not doing it in three days, I'm gonna do it in ten. Mm -hmm. Take my fucking time about it, you know? Yeah. Exactly, yeah. 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 So that I can do shit like this. Yeah. You know? Definitely. Because frankly, if I was stressed out trying to make a deadline, I might crash that truck. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But if I'm chill and I'm yeah. like doing what I wanna do, yeah. I ain't gonna crash that truck. No. You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So well, many amazing places to see across the US. It's so much. You get experience all the little nooks right? and crannies around us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was trying to explore some nooks and crannies in Boise last night, but it, nothing worked out, you know? <laughs> yeah, you yeah. catch my drift. <laughs> yeah. It's a different kind of nook and cranny. <laughs> <laughs> like, where can a motherfucker get laid around here? You were there, but probably didn't have the same flow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I went to some dive bar and it was me and 20 other lonely men. <laughs> you were at the wrong spot. Yeah, yeah I guess so. Yeah. I guess so. I thought, I thought it would work. But yeah, hey. No. <laughs>
You end up making a podcast. Hey, it's priorities, bro. Priorities, yeah. Yeah, y'all, you got to check it out. Easy, It's called the Easy Peasy Podcast. Awesome. Easy Peasy Podcast. Okay. Spelled out, out E-A-S-Y-P-E-A-S-Y, one word. Nice. iTunes, Spotify, all that Sweet. shit. Okay, Definitely. cool. Sweet. Uh, that's probably enough recording. <laughs> 22 minutes, well done. Nice. Awesome. Y'all are officially guests. So oh, tell me again. Recording? Yeah, bro. That's why I'm holding this weird thing. It's not a taser. I thought it was a uh, a vape. Yeah, yeah. Oh that's what I thought first too. Yeah, bro. No, you're you're a guest on the Easy Peasy Podcast. <laughs> Easy Peasy Podcast. So names one more time. Efren Casada. Steve-O. Steve-O. Marisa. Marisa, and we lost... Justin. Justin. Yeah. Well, you know, I meet cool people all over the place, and I've like... That's why I started doing this. I felt selfish, like... Holding these conversations to myself, yeah, yeah. You know? Well, you can't repeat them, right? You exactly. Yeah, you can't. It's hard to. You like miss so much, right? Right, right, right. right. Remember like three or four things, and you're like, oh, oh what was that? Again? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I try to write a little bit too to capture what I didn't, you know, record. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Doesn't do always you, work out. Do you do photography additionally to it? Just barely. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That'd be really cool if you did like a set of photography with each piece that you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I am a man of many like. I, I make money as a tour guide, as yeah. a gardener, nice. and the podcast. I'm hoping to start bringing money in. I'm yeah. at, this will be episode, I think, 55. Nice, cool. nice. So we're, we're just getting that. That's what she's saying, just so you put a picture with the voice, right? It means a lot yeah, more, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Cool. You're to catch your memories. <laughs> fuck yeah, yeah, fuck yeah. yeah. I'm going to go get myself a cigarette. There you go. <laughs> Call it there. No juice for the vape. I thought she was doing. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah, got yeah, that yeah. extra battery. Right? <laughs> nah, nah, nah. <laughs> well, right on. On the prettiest stretch of road I have ever seen. It's called the Central Oregon Highway. And if I didn't know any better, I would think I'm in Scotland or New Zealand. This road is unreal. I think I think today might be the best day of my life. About 20 minutes ago, I pulled off because I saw a sign that said last services for 68 miles. Now, I have plenty of gas, but I had run out of beer. And on a highway like this, you need beer. 
gentleman met me at the at the counter. It's more of a bar than a counter. It was interesting. It was one of these gas stations, and I've seen this in various places, always on sort of the B roads, not the interstate, but these little gas stations where locals hang out. The guy that's working the counter, he comes over to me, says, hey, how you doing? I said, I'm, I'm good. He said, what can I do for you? I said, I hope you sell that beer to go. He said, yes, sir, whatever you want. I said, you know what? Give me that 12-pack uh, of PBR. 12-pack of PBR in the cans. I don't want no glass, you know. And, you know, as he's ringing me up, he says, where are you from? Or where are you coming from? I said, well, I'm from Indiana. You know, stayed in Boise last night, Salt Lake a couple nights before that. But I'm driving this truck across country for a friend of mine, delivering it to Bend. He says, well, he asked, where are you heading? Bend, Oregon. Dropping off this vehicle, these dogs, getting paid. And you know what? That was the end of the conversation. He said, good luck, drive safe. You're in the home stretch. So there's a bar right there, eh? Yeah, four houses down. <laughs> and it's, kind of, it. it's just like this old school, like traditional, like, you know, like Bridgewater before Bridgewater was cool kind of thing, you know? Like, sure. Just, uh, we walked in there and talked to the girl, and she's just like this tall, six foot tall, kind of manly woman, and, uh, and we're like, how long have you been here? She goes, 18 fucking years. No shit. Yeah, she's been the, you know, wow. the head, head bartender for 18 years. Too cool. So we're like, you know, what'd you go, buddy? Get, her, get your name and... 
we'll be down because I mean it's just right there, man. Yeah. And it's gated at night, you know. So. Well, the gate up. the gate opened for me. Yeah, up so. until 7 p.m. I guess is the okay. rule. Okay. And after that, then it stops, and you have to use your code. It was funny. My my buddy in Salt Lake, uh, they're actually in Heber City, okay, but, which is a little east. Uh, but they're in a gated community, and I pull up and you know guest lane or whatever yeah, yeah. by the guard shack i rolled yeah. the window down there's a stoner in there yeah. <laughs> and i'm like buddy i like i start looking for the the lot number sure, and sure, all sure. that shit and he's uh he's like after about 30 seconds he looks at me and says just fucking go, just go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah it'd yeah. be too much hassle for him to even figure it out uh-huh yeah let's unhitch yeah I should get my shit out of the, uh, we're gonna, we're gonna drive this thing to dinner, yeah? Yeah, for sure. Cool. Well, we'll grab this weird finagling because we got a bunch of shit, so. Well, if we pull the dog kennel out, that's yeah, all. Yeah, I mean, at some point the dog kennel's gonna go to the Airbnb. Mm-hmm. We're not staying here, you know? We should have. Oh, I guess. It's yeah, not, it's yeah. not going anything in there. I'm recording a podcast throughout this, uh, trip. You were? Nice. Hilarious. <laughs> I like your uh, your uh, piece of equipment there. It's uh, somebody gave it to me, but That's it's you. really nice. Yeah. Um, Do you ever have to worry about locking it up? Just at the uh, hotel you know, last I night. Almost, I almost unhitched yesterday, but I just walked to the bar instead. Cool. Um, but no, at my buddy's place when I unhitched, gated community, long driveway, nobody could see it, so I just yeah, excellent. wasn't worried. Nope. Got this one. Oh, that one I don't need to. <laughs> How'd this thing work? Sway bar. Oh, awesome. Like, big wins, and I didn't even feel it. Good. Yeah. south of here but not nearly as far as you're talking about we're talking 45 minutes south of here yeah there's this great lake and all around the lake on the one side like would have been on the uh, northern side of the lake is where the um, the hill comes down and just drops these hot springs into it and, mm. uh, you just uh, all you do is just it's real sandy kind of silty stuff and you just kind of dig yourself out like a, a little hot tub yeah 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 and you just dug it all out and you just sat in there and it's just uh, non-stop it just fills up with just warm water well that was my like one thing that i really wanted you know to do on the trip was go to go to some hot springs and nice. we actually made reservations at a place uh near my buddies in salt lake and it just it fell apart really you know? like uh we were trying to get together with more than a couple people and oh, everybody basically canceled God. i don't know which fucking key this one is uh you don't have to get off just right now oh you're right you're right yeah we're loose Yep. 
Yeah, free and clear. Oh, fucking A. Yeah. We would have been so fucked. You know, if we were trying to leave on Saturday, I mean, Indianapolis was, I mean, we wouldn't even, wouldn't even be able to get the damn trailer out of the garage. Yeah, it was what? Like seven, eight inches? Seven, eight inches, yeah. yeah. 7.3, I think, is what the official total was in wow. the city of Indianapolis. I think Westfield got damn near 12. Did they really? That's what it looked like, yeah. Yeah. Bought myself a new hat in uh, Salt Lake. Yeah. That's something you used to already wear. No, I, I used to have one, and when I started to grow my hair out, it didn't fit. It looks, it looks like perfect. This one is perfect. Yeah. Yep. All right, I'm trying to figure out what the Too many keys. There you go. You know, when I when I rolled out from my shop, I got about a mile down the road and I saw this one in the rear view, yeah. flapping. It was just it was just wide open, yeah. Yeah. Hey. Hey. Scope the place out. All right. Yeah. Just and take a leak is the uh, yeah. water. Yeah. Uh, right up around to the right. Cool. And you can just wander around. Cool. Y'all bought one hell of a house. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this shit. Holy fuck. Oh, is this your first gander? Yeah. I mean, you, you, got? It's, you got great room, obviously. Yeah. Uh, wood burning fireplace. And uh, I got a baby grand piano coming right in there. Yeah, tomorrow, you said? Tuesday. Okay. Yeah. And then the couch will go like an L-shaped couch here. Over here. And we don't know if there's going to be any room for any other furniture until we get the piano on the couch in here. Because I got this. Well, this is, this is an upgraded version, but I, I have vivid memories of Dude. my great-grandmother's. No way. She had like a third floor. It was almost like an attic. Awesome. With a little nook window you know and a little bench and i snuggle up there and i think i slept there when i was like six five or six yeah like, so we're thinking like you know grandkids they could be two kids like, totally, totally. All, all the parents around here just doing whatever uh -huh. kids are like fighting sleep you know after a day of like hiking and shit yeah, yeah, like, yeah. you just want to stay awake they want to be a part of the deal yeah just go up there and read and they'll be like zonked in two minutes you know totally right? totally yeah. Um, I'll show you the God, Kurt, this is amazing. Big huge. Uh, <laughs> if you remember from our Cane Courthouse, we had a really, really long table. Yeah. It was real dark, all wood. Emma has it, and she's got beaten the hell out of it because we told her to. And uh, so we're going to get it back, and uh, for a couple thousand dollars, this guy's going to strip it down to nothing and make it whatever color wood we want it to be. A little bit more, make it turn it from less formal into a real kind of a rustic table. Yeah. So I'll go right here, and it, and it goes out to um, 14 feet. So they're like, and, and so, you know, normally it'd be right here and then you get a big ass group of fun people in here. Yeah. Just bring it all the way back to here. Yeah. 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 You know, it's 14 people. So I love how the front door leads right yeah, to it. Yeah. We can see out there too. I'm, I'm too cool. And here because we're going to tile this. And so he's, he's very strategically painted what needs to be painted for the, cause the carpeting is coming on Monday. So we'll have carpeting here on Monday. 
Um, so this room is going to be painted, and then we're just going to leave it for now. Sweet. So you know, we'll Julie and I will kind of like hang out here, but then when we have extra guests, yeah, you know, yeah. more kids, whatever, come in there. I mean, like max number of guests. What do you think? A dozen. Like you could have two here, you know, with the two of us up there in our bedroom. There's a, this is a queen size bed here, and then there's a the back house. Okay. That's two six, more. Six or eight. Two more people. plus the couch. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yep. Um, bathroom there for that. Bedroom, so. New countertops, new sinks, square sinks. I enjoy to tell you all more about it. We're lowering something about the lights in this window. This mirror is going to be different. Because we have a huge uh, white um, stand up cloth for the tub right here. Fuck yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and this used to be all closed in. You walked into the shower here, and it was just all three walls. Uh -huh. So we took this out. We're going to do a half wall here with glass above it. And then uh, and, and frame that in. And then we're, um, yeah. I love how tall the. Ceilings are. That's a closet and a half. Fucking hell! God damn! This is you got enough square footage in here to. You can live here, huh? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh man! Gas fireplace. Yep. Yep. Whole, a whole guest room or guest house? Yeah. But yeah, all this is heated. This whole uh, this, this patio, so you just flip it on and the snow goes, the snow goes away. No way. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. And then if anybody wants to, no, it's going to happen. Kurt, I'm so stoked for you. And then Jacuzzi's going to go there. Yeah. Of course. And then yeah. that thing is like a water feature, that whole huge thing right there. Yeah, so yeah. Like bubbles water all over the place. Wow. Come on, Jenner. Let's go, bud. Come see your other house. Come on, Come on. I haven't done this yet, so... Need light. I gotcha. This has got um, a little air conditioning in it. Uh huh. And, um, and I think it heats up too, but they say you never need the heat because the floors are radiant. I was gonna say it feels real warm. Before you came, yeah, we went down downtown, bought a couch, big green leather sofa right here, little digging, little digging desk, bathroom here. Hell yeah! Nice. And then one more bedroom. Wow! Wow! This is a house. Yeah, it's a one bedroom. Yeah, I think it's like um, 800 square feet or something. I would. Just is that all you think? Maybe. Well, Feels yeah, bigger than that to me. It was like. Uh, I bet you this room itself is four fifty. Yeah, maybe. Well, okay. I should probably get my shit out of the passenger seat. And... Yeah, we, I I got early on in the back. Okay. Cool.
Yeah, actually, backing that trailer up is pretty easy with this drive. Yeah, because yeah, I got a place to put it. Um, Joey wants me to put it there for a little, little while. You could park it in the driveway too. But Julia's like, you know, why is the one anywhere? So I'm just gonna I let did her have to do the job on that one. Yeah. <laughs> I told you. It didn't work. Oh, you did not have to do it? I did. Oh, okay. I did have to do it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh. No, good. This, I can't get this seat right, so don't get in an accident because I might go flying. Um, oh, what? No uh, seat belt? Well, I hope that. Couldn't get it latched or what? I couldn't get it latched. That's uh -huh. weird. Are you installing four-wheel drive? No, I put it up. Yeah. Okay. But when you're backing that trailer up, put it in four low. It makes it way easier. Yeah. It's a steep hill. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Granny gear. You ever hear them yep. call it that? No. Yeah. It's super, super slow. Luke. Super slow. <laughs> Granny gear. We got both dogs back there? Yeah. Uh, it was uh, a lot of driving. 20, what, 20... Six hundred miles total, miles. something like that. Yeah, we're at thirty-one sixty-five. We are about five sixty-five. So yeah, twenty-six hundred. Yeah, yeah. <coughs> Think you can find our right up without map questions, Julia? Really? No. No. What was going on there? Did they, did they have snow? Did they, or only in the it mountains? was it was clear as a bell the whole time I was there. Yeah, it was not fun at home. Yeah, I, I saw. Yeah, it was. It just kept coming. And unfortunately, it wasn't like the big pretty flakes. It was just like like it was raining snow. Just wet. For yeah, hours yeah, yeah, yeah. What'd you say the place was? Fourteen fifty-four. Right yeah, yeah, yeah. Northwest. I've seen a lot of cool rigs on uh -huh. this trip. You would, you would love the city because it's just it's very young. Yeah. Uh, people are always outside, always talking about pedalboarding or skiing or hiking or mountain biking. Sure. Just all those things are they call it the didn't they call the mountain bike capital of the, the country? I mean like they're one of the best places to mountain bike in the country or is it yeah, the north, northwest? Or? Mountain biking, yeah. It's like this old, um, not old, it's actually been redone as a, like an old motel. And they've made it into this thing where it's just all outdoorsy. People just rent like these little cabins, like old motel rooms, but they'll put like a, three bunk beds in there. Like they're literally one room will like sleep six people. Sure. Because sure. all, all the people are doing is just skiing, snowboarding. In all a quarter mile at the traffic circle, take the first exit onto Northwest Crossing Drive. And then you can go there during the summer and then you can just jump on this um, truck and they just trailer all your bikes. Oh, just cool. drive towards Mount Bachelor, so you're just kind of steadily going uphill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They haul you all the way to and the they top. Just, they yeah. just let you off wherever you want. Like, if you know the trails, you'll be like, I'm going to get off here and run this pass. Cool, today. cool, and you cool. You just jump off and go. It's like five bucks for the for the trailer ride. 
Well, honest to God, y'all have me inspired. It's like, I need to spend that, you know, half my life out in this yeah. part. <laughs> yeah, this part you of the country. You know, it's, uh, driving out here, it's just, I think, six months in Indiana, six months elsewhere. Yeah. Is the way to go, you know. Yeah, that's kind of what we're thinking. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And it doesn't have to be the same six months. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Yeah, me and this truck bonded. I'm going to tell you that. Yeah? Yeah, big time. I told Kurt, in 10 years, sell it to me. Okay. <laughs> okay. Deal. Finger jack. It's got a, three little finger projections stick up off it. And it's all the sisters. And then it's, uh, after that, it's a uh, broken top, which we hiked up to last year. Beautiful bike, and then Bachelor is where they ski on. So uh, it's, it's pretty cool. I like it because you can see each mountain. It's a range, but it's not like you're in the Rockies where it's just like all mountains, right? I like I feel in name by shit. It's an isolated range. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was how it was in Utah. Uh, it's cool because where I was uh, is actually the last place in the contiguous United States to get mapped. Right. So the Henry Mountain Range wow. uh, was it was the it was the last blank spot on the map. Wow. It was pretty rad. But yeah, it's just like standalone mountain range, whatever. But it was also where they uh, the first geologist ever like observed what they call a lacolith. So a lacolith is where basically under the crust of the of the earth big slab of granite would form. So similar to how the Rockies were formed, but instead of, um, I don't know, it's, it's, it was like a bubble, it was like different enough, it's a different kind of mountain range, where it kind of like formed as a bubble of granite underground, and then forced its way up. So it's Blacklist that's stuck in my brain. It's like that's where the Henry Mountains was the first place anybody observed that. There's only like three or four Blacklist mountain ranges in the world. Really? Yeah. And Utah has one. Yeah, the Henry Mountains. Yeah. And are there? I mean, yeah, like they're not like in Utah. Their mountains are not like. They're not like the Rockies. I mean, like the Rockies is like they're just massive. The, the Rockies are a huge yeah, range. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Continuous. Yes. Pretty much throughout Utah, there's a bunch of little, little isolated ranges like here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cascades. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. Cascades go from uh, Northern California all the way up to, uh, to Canada. Yeah, but the ones here, are the, there's like 12 of them in a row that are white names. So, yeah, it's, it's pretty cool because it just divides it just pretty much straight north south. Right. All that weather comes in from the, from the coast and it just dumps on them. And, well, it's really warm here right now. I mean, it's that typical for high desert, so it's about 4,000 feet of elevation. This isn't normal. This is warm for them right now. Okay. But it's warmer here than it is up in the mountains. Buddy, I was staying with in Salt, around Salt Lake. He was up at like 8,000 feet elevation, and uh, so down in the city, no snow at all. But they had like feet, you know, piled up. And I'll actually have to, I'll point it out to you on the trailer. When I was pulling out of his driveway, I, I caught the snow. So one of your fenders has a little bit of a ding too. So the truck too. Okay. I, I'm a firm believer in if you fuck up, fess up. So those are the two things. The two All right. Things, yeah, yeah.
<laughs> Why not any more than we would have done? Both of them, both of them were basically uh, cost of doing business. Oh, you think we need to wear one to get in here? Let's find out. Yeah, face mask required. Yeah, signs are one thing though. Is that right? Yeah. I can't even believe these THC numbers these days. It's ridiculous. Like when I first started buying in Colorado, when it first became legal, 15, 16%, that was like massive. Fucking ridiculous. Well, then I will. No. What are you going for? I don't know. At this point, I haven't smoked any of this stuff, so. Yeah. Yeah, I tend to ask what they like, yeah. Isn't that great? Love it. Love it. It's called reciprocity. You know, she likes what you do. You know, here you go. A little something for you too. That's awesome. Sounds nice, yeah. One of those? Yeah. How much? Uh, I'm just going to start with a gram. A gram? Yeah, just for the day. Yeah, that one's awesome. It's been a big hit so far. Actually, nah, I'm sorry. Can I just check one of them? Yeah. If you love it so much, let me just get to go up. Like, I'll take an eight. Eight? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I want more. Hey, you I know. Want, I want to come back and then remember. I don't blame you. Or have it red dotted and be gone. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Else? Get it while you can. Well, I'm, I'm, papers? I'm, Did you need papers? Papers, yeah. Papers? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Yeah
I'd be tempted to get a just a straight up indica, something to knock me the hell out. Tonight? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's it. That frosted apple is nice for that too, but we have um, our purple punch that's 30%, it's diamond tree strain. That one's at nine dollars a gram. That one's nice and sedative, and so is, or was it? The strawberry cheesecake. Uh, let's do a, let's do a gram of the first one. First one? Yeah. Apple, apple, pie, or whatever the hell number one. Is this all going to be together? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, this one. Is that going to be all four of them? Yeah, it's going to be good. Do you? It's almost like um, over time it goes away. Indiana. Bunch of Hoosiers. Welcome to Ben. <laughs> <laughs> we, just moved, we just moved here today, kind of. We had bought a house and we're uh, going to split our time. And cool. He uh, just rolled into town and drove our drove our truck across the country. And our dogs. And the dogs. That's yeah. awesome. And a nice, great friend. My great friend. <laughs> My husband's family from Indiana. Yeah, Is that right? Yeah, I'm not sure what part, but. They are all moving up towards this way, except for the dad. Well, we probably know him. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know any of the Goodwin? Yeah. Wait. Leanne Goodwin. I know. I I know Mike and Karen Goodwin. There's a lot of good ones Karen, though. Yeah. Jeffrey and Austin. Mm. I don't know the rest of the family because Mike is not married to them. But <laughs> <laughs> he's just my brother-in-law. Yeah. Super awesome sure. people though. Really good barbecuers. Oh yeah. Uh, 53 total. Well, I'm always here on the weekends. Okay. So, yeah, if you ever come back. Sure. Yeah, I'll try to help you and get you the best thing. Thank you. You bet. Okay. Okay. Y'all know. Weed is the nope. pinnacle nope. of genetic oh expression. Thank you. I, I'm just astonished with the um, the nursery trade in regards to weed, the genetic diversity yeah. and the the breeding. Yeah. It's okay. Fucking insane. In what 30, 40 years they've uh, they've. De- Develop this kind of crazy, you know. Oh, <laughs> there it is. Light her up. A little crutch in there. That's how I like to roll them. Yeah, this will be the first like primo weed I've smoked in a good long time. Stuff I tend to get is it's decent. I Better actually get your jammies on. Huh? Better get your jammies on. Already already there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I actually kinda prefer the fact that I get like kind of mediocre weed because yeah. I don't like to get too fucking stoned, but you can pop it up when you want. Mm-hmm. <sighs> <sighs> <coughs> Try it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those, those prices are ridiculous. That's that's that awesome. It's awesome. It's yeah. like two and a half joints for eight. Bucks. I'm thinking I'm gonna buy an ounce and take it home with me because it's 
fucking killer. You ever try green crack? That's if I had to say what my of all the strains I've actually tried um, that I know for sure it was that you know yeah green crack was good it was like very energetic that and golden golden goat if you ever see golden goat pick up some I said something to Julia at one point when we were in the store there it's like I weed I I'm fascinated by the industry because it's like it's like the pinnacle of nurseryman work and I, I think I've told you before but I say that the nurseryman is the least appreciated trade in in the world you know because like everything you eat everything you smoke has been curated by generations of nurserymen and these weed guys have like turned the speed up they've 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 accelerated the whole thing oh yeah so then, like, you know, they'll grow one one crop one year and next year they're growing something incredibly better you know? yep like I, well what got me thinking about it was like i think i said is like um first time i went to colorado and bought legal weed i think the highest percentage you could find was like 15 or 16. now we're at 30. Yeah, yeah. it's like what Beauty of the open <coughs> open market, <coughs> and it's not even a fully open market. But this is a funny story that uh, we were at Bonnaroo. This older friend of mine, he's older than me, but he's uh, got fucking. He was kind of irritating because he was because we've been at Bonnaroo like four times together. I guess like he uh, shows up and he's like, well, last minute he's like, I just want to let you know, you know, my daughter got me a. Uh, us VIP tickets. I'm like, that's all right, man. You just, you know, just camp with us, and we don't give a shit if you go into special places at the at the concert. We don't care. We're just mm-hmm. let's put all of our campers together like we always do. Right. And he gets there, and he's like, you know what? They just said we couldn't camp with you because you know we had VIP tickets. I'm like, I'm pretty sure that you could probably downgrade to the to the regular campground with VIP tickets. No one would have said nothing to you. You just fucking drive in. You just park. chose to drive over the VIP. I get it because yeah. they have fucking like showers and shit. Right. You right. promised us you were gonna, you know, sleep with, or, uh, you know, shack up with us in our tents. And our, well, yeah, we all had uh, campers, so it wasn't like you know, so it, it, whatever. Irritated with them, and then, uh, you know, he, then the first day we don't even see him anywhere, which is fine because I don't really give a shit about meeting up with people at Bonnaroo. He's texting me. Um, now the next day, actually, I see him, and he goes. Uh, can I have, can I, did you bring weed in? I'm like, yeah, man. I got all the stuff that I need for today, you know? He's like, well, can I have like a couple of joints? And I said, no, like, you know, if you want to come back to the campsite with me at any time during the day, I'll roll you up a couple more joints. I got plenty of weed. I'll give you weed, but you're not taking my weed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, this is what I, because I might not go back to the campsite, you know? Right. You so came, you came prepared for yeah, yourself. For myself, you know? <laughs> yeah. So I said, tomorrow I'll bring you some weed, Bruce. So said, as long as we meet up. So we meet up with his favorite band, Shovels and Rope. And uh, we're sitting there, and I said, hey, you know, um, he said, why'd you bring me weed? I said, yeah. I said, hey, I brought you three joints, you know. I said, but be careful. This stuff's pretty strong. You know, you haven't smoked them out. I said, but, you know, I'm going to just go ahead and light one up. Same one up. I'm just going to light it up. We'll just pass it around before this show. We passed that thing around. I started it, went around once, got back to me. I was the second hit, and I was getting ready to pass it to him again. And he goes, no, nah, I'm good. I'm like, all right. And then I passed past him, and I think that nobody else really wanted any, so I think I just put it out. Yeah. And, uh. He's just standing there. All of a sudden, he just face plants right into the fucking meter. 
and his friends like from this guy from North Carolina he goes Kurt just put your dick in the dirt <laughs> <laughs> oh that's good <laughs> but what was worse about it was after he fall of hell I look up and I look over at him and he's just like got his big smile on his face his face is turned to the side and I'm like <laughs> he's just too high he said so, one one toe one hit one hit yeah. And he had, and I was gonna give him three of these joints to go back to his campsite to smoke with his like, thirty-year-old daughter, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I took him back. I'm like, you can't. You're not. You can't. You're not ready for it. Yeah. You know? But anyway, he, uh, this girl in front of us, you know, typical like twenty-two-year-old, she just keeps turning around throughout the, the whole entire show, just turning around, just turning, just doing this. And finally, I said, "Is there something I can help you with?" Yeah. And she goes, "You want to take care of your friend? He's obviously really inebriated." And I said, "No, he's just too high." He's just stoned. He's tired. Whatever. I go, I go he'll be fine. He'll be okay. Yeah. And she goes, how do you know? I go, because he's just too stoned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, maybe there was something else in there. I said, Come, bitch, why don't you just turn around and watch the show? Yeah, mind your business. <coughs> I was that guy one time. Not not quite dick in the dirt, but... Uh, With weed? Yeah, man. Uh, when I lived in Colorado. Yeah. So... I had barely gotten into smoking weed, you know, like, I'm, well, whatever, I shouldn't underplay it. I yeah. smoked weed all of freshman year. I go out to Colorado. It was before they changed the laws, so there was no easy access. Okay. So I went, like, two months, didn't smoke a fucking thing. You were in Colorado. <clears throat> exactly. You know, the whole time, I'm like, I thought this was the land of milk and, you know, right. milk and honey. And, um, I can't what, even find here. no weed, you know, and, but I, I went to, uh, Okay, so me and Melissa, this girl that I went and saw in mm-hmm. Boston a mm-hmm. bunch of times, yeah, right? yeah. same girl. We went and saw Trampled by Turtles. Yeah. And our mission at that concert was to find a, a weed hookup. Because we had plans like two weeks from then to go to see OAR right, right. at Red Rock. Nice, okay. And uh, Revolution was yeah, yeah, open. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. They tour all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you ever seen them? Well, that that's the funny okay. thing. We, we went di- there. We didn't see Revolution. Okay. Because we were late. We okay. hit traffic. <coughs> we were we were more excited to see Revolution than OAR. But um, whatever, hit traffic. We show up late. OAR set is over. But we're or I'm sorry, Revolution sets over. But we're there in time for OAR. You know, we grab our beers, we grab our seats, uh, and uh, <coughs> the show starts right. Pack up a bowl, you know, because we just found weed. Like, this is like the second or third time I've smoked all summer. Um, you know, we'd maybe taken like one or two tokes like the night before, but we had just gotten this shit. And so we, uh, whatever, I smoke a little bit. I see this guy in front of me with this ball cap, not well, not a baseball cap, but like no bill propeller. Oh my God, yeah, yeah. Good you beanie. know, with the, the beanie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. And I'm like this, and he's got tie dye on. I'm like this dude. So I tap, <laughs> I tap his shoulder, and I say, "Hey, buddy, you want to, you know, like, you want to hit this thing?" It's like, yeah, <laughs> you know. And so he smokes, blah blah blah. And like the whole time, I'm like, kind of like this guy's like feels familiar, but like whatever. It's just like, yeah, we're at a random place with random people. He's just a cool dude. Right. But I asked him. I said, "Where are you from, bud?" He says, "Indiana." Huh? I said, "No shit." <laughs> he says, "Yep." I say, where'd you go to school? IU. Okay, there you go. I say, no shit. What'd you study? Outdoor rec. Nah. I swear to God. Younger than you or older than you? Or older. Yeah, older. Okay. Right. He had grad. He just graduated. Right. I was 
between freshman and sophomore. Okay. And, uh, and I'm like, no fucking shit. I said, were you in Foundations of Leisure last semester? Yeah, he's in your class. Yep. Hilarious. And so anyways, we smoked. I, I finished my beer. I think I'd probably had a couple drinks like before the concert too. And I was 19 at altitude, yeah, like yeah. not accustomed to weed or alcohol. You just crossfaded. That's what and I got crossfaded. <clears throat> but at, you know, I, I go back to my seat, and about five minutes later, my head's between my knees. I'm like, yeah, legit, like yeah, out of consciousness. <laughs> and I woke up a little later, like came to my senses. But it took like one fat tire and a couple of hits of yeah. a of a joint. And I was sitting on the back of like your truck or whoever's truck had the cut. That I'm good. Had the tail down, and I just sat there. And then that storm was coming in. These mm-hmm. like three trees were right in front of me, big and round and green, and you could just feel the barometric pressure, like you know, building Change. behind yeah. you and everything. And all of a sudden, all these trees just went like, like this. All their leaves went. Yep. <laughs> just like that, like all their leaves went back. And I'm just like standing there, and it, and it didn't happen just once. It happened like two or three times throughout. Yeah. The, I mean. While I was able to sit there and tell, tell Boone came over and started talking to me, I was just like, these trees are like fucking these big, giant animals, right? They're breathing. They're, they're breathing. breathing on me. And I had all these like a hard uh, shale rock almost like a formation. It was, you know, it was wet out that time because we were, because it had just, like it rained the night before, I think. And we were, because I remember when I pulled up with my camper, I'm like, I'm a little worried about some mud ruts in here and everything. And you guys were driving up in there and, and there was just all wetness and these rocks were just like, all these profiles of these dragons and these huh. you know, lizards and, and everything and it just they were like silver blue and they were moving and they were I mean it was it was just incredible but the leap the, but the trees were the best when they brew, up? breathe in from me uh, there's no toilet paper there's only one small roll in our bathroom so I took a whole bunch and I put it upstairs <laughs> that's yeah. it? yeah so I'll have to go to the store tomorrow <coughs> you go to bed? I'm writing I'm a negative I'm working that way okay I'm writing a review <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm good with that. If you can smoke any more out of that road, she's good for you. Yeah, she's done. I don't. Because like right at the border, Idaho, Oregon border, like it's all hops. It's like a lot hop farms. Oh really? Hops. Yeah. Okay. And I imagine potato farms. Yeah. Um, but like very agricultural, and the dirt looked rich, y- yummy. Yeah. Looks like good cool. dirt. Yeah. It That's looks cool. dark and and like way better. Yeah. Than the, the cornfields back home. Yeah. You know, it just looks like good, healthy dirt. Think about how strong corn has to be to like survive in our shitty dirt. Oh, well, it's, <laughs> it's not weed. strong at all. It's it's a junkie. It's, oh. a, it's addicted to fucking chemicals. Yeah. That's all. Jeez. Yeah, it's been generations of... of it's all going to fall apart. Makes sense. That shit's all going to fall apart. You know about the urea shortage? 
This is the thing nobody is talking about that is so fucking scary. Wow. China. China bought up. You know, Julie and I were sitting here watching the Olympics while you were gone. Uh-huh. And it's very strange. There's not a lot of reporters mm-hmm. on the ground. And Nancy, Pel- what is it? Pelosi. Pelosi fucking asked our... our our athletes not to make anything political. Right. Just play your sports and keep your mouth shut. Mm-hmm. China bought up like 60% of the world's grain supply oh boy. in the last two years. And they were producing most of the urea. Mm-hmm. Urea is, you know, it's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it comes from urine, basically, yeah, right. or whatever. But it's a breakdown product. But it is one of the for constituent nitrates for the um, for fertilizer. fertilizer. Yeah. Yes, one of the constituent components. They produced I, I don't know eighty ninety percent of the world supply. Yeah. They are not exporting any mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. They shut it. They turned it off. They turned. They we're not selling you anymore. Yeah, what if, so what do you think is going to happen when the uh, farmers realize that their livelihood has been fucked over by, you know, China? And that's what they're going to jump on the bandwagon there. We're going to fucking attack is what they're going to want to do. And, and, and like Jude and I... Well, there's, saying, no far, there's no farmers, though, Kurt. You yeah. know how few farmers there are? Yeah, truth. They've already been squeezed. They're already in debt. They will quietly disappear. Yeah. And I don't know what's going to happen. I'm reading this book. I just actually I just finished it. It's a book um, by a guy who uh, historically he was a trout fisherman and a really champion. And he was a fly fisher tour guide. Um, somehow connected with Patagonia, and it ends up um, writing this great book. Um, a little off subject, but not really. It's about he lives in Puget Sound with his family, and the book's a lot about um, you know it's not uh, it's not a testimony to living off the grid or. You know, telling people they have to be, you know, this or that. You know, in terms of like um, that, he's not. Na- I mean, he's not naturalist like in that regard. But he's a huge fisherman, and, and he has raised his family in such a way that they go out and they clam and they crab and they do fish for sh- salmon. And, and and he's got all these great recipes in this book. But just the way he's raised his kids with appreciation for it. But every chapter gives you like a little bit of a background of like what he's worried about. Mm. And he's worried about the migration. And he's worried about the size of the salmon. You know, stories will tell him like one generation that and they were pulling out like you know, thirteen to fourteen foot salmon, and now they're barely getting ten to twelve out of them, and you know, out of the length, you know. And so he's just like, it's just inches, scary. inches, not foot. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, inches. And, and I don't even know if the number was right, but because I mean, the, the salmon shows are big. Well, it's probably a couple foot, three foot. Yeah. I don't know. There's no. 14 foot salmon no, no, no you're right you're right yeah. so yeah it's just it's just the, the distinctions distinctions that he's seen or, or has heard about over the course of one or two generations uh-huh. and then he talks a lot about soil and, and um, farming and everything else it's really a wonderful book the so, loss the loss of soil is um, yeah it's a big problem it's a big problem um, here we're, we're, they're worried about water yep just yeah. pure and simple water. That's the funny thing. Like, I'm looking at this dirt in Oregon. I'm like, this is good dirt. But I see there's intense 
irrigation um, yeah, infrastructure because there's just not a whole lot of water. I saw these pipes this big around. God. You know? Yeah. Pump, we had pump, those pumps out of the Snake River. Yeah. Yeah. Here in Bend, they have this big, huge, uh, right down by the Deschutes River, this huge copper tube thing. It's really kind of cool. It's so old, and you can just hike right along next to it. It's mm-hmm. right, the river's on one side, and this big water thing's on the other side. And so there's like this shared land between that whatever that organization is the water you know organization keeping it the trail open to the public because they're like you know, usually they just shut all that shit off and put fences around it and everything so it's a really cool hike mm. it's something I did in March last year because it was you know it's wind, still winter and you could still hike it without having too much snow what do you want to do the next day or two what's your what's, what's, a, what's the things that you want to accomplish while you're here because you can do whatever you want you well, you know, with us, you can hang out with us. You don't have to. My, I haven't, I haven't hit anybody up, um, but I do have a friend in Portland that I would like to potentially see. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not committed to that necessarily. It's somebody that I've. It's actually he. He was a friend of my sister's for the longest time, but oh, yeah? we've connected on sort of a philosophical basis. Okay, um, that's cool. He's the guy whose song is my intro song. He was that again? I was yawning. The his music, his song, is the easy peasy intro. Oh, is that right? That's cool. Yeah, awesome. Very cool music. Um, I knew him through church stuff from way back when, but he was older than me. What I did. Very cool. He's the only person that I'd really be interested in seeing mm-hmm. over here. I realized I thought I had friends that were. Should have called Russ. What's that? Should have called Russ. Well, him come down. Where's he at? I mean, he's up in Portland area, but on the Washington side of Portland. Let's. Uh, I have a lot of friends in Seattle, but I don't really think I. That's way far. That's too far. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, Portland's two and a half, two forty-five from here. Right. Like I, I, I was debating. I basically would just like rent a car if I decided to. Do uh, that. Um. Gosh, damn. But otherwise, like, I don't care. I have nothing in mind. Yeah. Like, okay. I don't know if there's, I don't know what the snow pack is like, but like, if there's hiking to be done or, you yeah. said snowshoeing, yeah. You can, I mean, if you go up where there is snow pack, I've got, uh, I don't know how many pairs I have. I'll have to do some organizing tomorrow, honestly. I'm not ready to just jump on a trail because all my shit's like, I have a yeah. little storage unit here and I have those, um, yak tracks yeah yak tracks are like pretty handy yeah for this so those, are, those work real well they help me get places that I don't I can't get like we've are there any hot springs huh I mean I just did hot springs today but we well, can look we can up figure out, see if there's any hot springs nearby we can figure out if that one that I, I've already been to at least I know it real well it's down in uh, there's almost nothing more fun Lapine Lapine area I, like if, if it's, a, it's a little hike it's a hike around a lake uh, okay. We did it in the summer, so I don't know what the snowpack will be around it, but there are hot springs there for sure. We can just Google hot springs in the winter or two, just figure out what the hike is. Well, they're, um, yeah, they're always, if they're hot, they're hot, you know, yeah. but yeah. access. Uh, right. I think it's, <laughs> like I said, this one um, is, a, I'm not sure, it seems like it's a little higher elevation. Julie did a hike right next to it, mm-hmm. um, and it was a, elevation gain of like 2500 
and over a short course of two and a half miles or something like that. So it was, steep. A, it was a straight up hill. Yeah, she yeah. and her girlfriend did it and they were really proud of themselves because they knocked it out <clears throat> like in a couple hours. Yeah. <clears throat> and it's a beautiful top. Um, so I'm sure that's inaccessible right now because of snow. Yeah, perhaps. Uh, I don't know, but yeah, like I'm... We'll find something cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like partly like don't worry about I can occupy myself. Like yeah, tomorrow, sure. you guys probably want to like do yeah, some organizing. I, just like organizing. I might just read a book and like maybe start editing my nice. episode. And, there you um, go. Yeah. So I you know, I'm content. Good. I've been on the move for a while, so I'm like cool yeah, to sit down, still. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like like I said, like not gonna be heartbroken if I don't make it to Portland uh, yeah. but you know when you get all across the country you'd expect someone to at least pick up the phone and see what the fuck you know? yeah I might give him a call and see if he wants to come up here even I don't know you know yeah like, yeah, yeah. Uh, I probably should have called him already like <laughs> tomorrow's Sunday yeah yeah like that would have been the day probably but um, I don't know it's kind of like I'm not trying to force anything on this trip um, like I said, like the one plan I like, the one reservation I made for that hot spring in Salt Lake, mm-hmm. like uh-huh. those plans just fell apart. So yeah. it was kind of like, fuck it, like got the money back actually. So like no big deal. But um, you're talking about outdoor shit. It's just, I mean, especially around here. Like I just like when I was here that month of March, I was just like have an idea over the things I wanted to kind of hit, you know, and mm. just wake up in the morning and be like. See what you feel. Today's a 55 degree day. I mean, in March, um, it's, I mean, this is like to say it's crazy weird here, I think, for it to be almost, and tomorrow for it to be almost 70, you know. Mm. But um, in March, it was like one day it would be 62 and sunny, and the next day it'd be, yeah, 45 and a little overcast. But I just found something different to do on those days, you know? Sure. Those are the days I went and took a book and posted up next to a fire pit outside of McMinimins. Yeah. You know, which had a full bar and a, and a, a brewery. Of its own. See that, like, maybe tomorrow, like, I might, we're pretty close to town, right? Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, I might just, I might just, like, wander about town, like, yeah. see if there's any cool bookstores or anything there like are, that, you know? Are, man. For sure. Dude, okay, so I went to this bookstore. It's funny. It's funny, because, uh, nothing, nothing is what it should be. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> This bookstore, it's called Ken Sanders Rare Books. And don't get me wrong, it's super, super cool bookstore. Where is this? Uh, Salt Lake. Okay. Um, Ken Sanders was a friend of Edward Abbey. Okay. The author of that book. Mm-hmm. Edward Abbey is famous for inspiring what what you might call the radical environmentalist movement. Oh, okay. Um, people that started, like, spiking trees. Mm-hmm so that they would fuck up the sawmills mm-hmm. and people who would chain themselves to you know they would like fill a 55 gallon drum with concrete mm. bury it in the road wow. and chain their their wrists to it to stop bulldozers and chase now he did not exactly express like that that should be done but he he advocated for direct action in mm. defense of Mother Earth. 
mm-hmm. and people took it quite seriously. Yeah, well. And <laughs> I think the world's better for those folks. <coughs> for sure. It's like, it, that was a battle. There's, you know. Yep. So we, book we was Ken Sanders was his buddy? So Ken Sanders. Sanders was a friend of his. Okay. And Ken Sanders, supposedly, what I've been told, was uh, one of three people who honored Edward Abbey's burial wishes. Okay. Which was to not be buried. Mm. To be taken out to the desert somewhere and left for the vultures and mm. coyotes. Mm-hmm. And so you know, the story goes that they went out, three people, five cases of beer, mm. <laughs> you know, and fireworks and guns and, wow. and party. Like, I, to, the, he wanted a, a party. Yeah, sure. And it was a small party, but it was a party. And uh, left his body, and a few miles away they carved a, uh, you know, like, memorial to him. Mm-hmm. And I, I need to look it up. I've been... All, this whole trip I've been trying to remember what his headstone says because I think it's like I think it's too fucking it's like short and like it's just like right to the point right, right to the, the point. point that's awesome I gotta look it up but anyways um, supposedly Ken Sanders you, Ken Sanders Utah you, yeah so he was one of these people right back in 89 when Abby died and I go to the store Edward Abbey, outspoken anarchist. Uh-huh. Avid, like, yeah, just whatever. His books are all about personal, like, personal responsibility and personal liberty. Mm. Two sides, same coin. That's yeah. his whole thing. And, like, about how people are super flawed and you almost have to, like, lean into your flaws and shit yeah. like that. You know, whatever. Uh, but I go to this, I go into this. I go up to this bookstore, I should say, and the guy, you know, somebody's walking in in front of me, and he pauses because there's a sign on the door. And I'm watching him, and he reaches in his pocket, puts his mask on. And I'm like, oh, okay, okay. I don't have my mask, you know. And I thought about it for this, you know, mm-hmm. for a second, like, because I really wanted to see this bookstore. Yeah. I'm like, do I just walk in and see what happens? Or do I just try to blend, right? Because mm-hmm. I do have a mask in the truck, mm-hmm. which is around the block. But it's an anarchist bookstore. But it, well, it's not Edward Abbey's bookstore. Oh, yeah. oh, and I wasn't sure what to expect because a lot of things have names on them and you don't know, you know. I decided to go get a mask and put it on and just go in there and, and blend. And I, I'm, I walked around this bookstore for like two hours. I went up and down every aisle like multiple times. And I picked out a few books. You know, I'm stoked to buy them. And like, it was a cool store. Yeah. The shelves were like, you know, the categories. That's what I was finding super, super like interesting. That's I was awesome. trying. And I, I probably should have asked because I, I, it's like, can you direct me towards the anarchist section? I should have asked, but I didn't. I didn't. I was a little, <coughs> I was a little like intimidated to ask that question right. because you know what they had? They had the communist section. Right. They had the socialist section. But it's no. like, no anarchy, huh? 
they had a whole Edward Abbey section. Really? Because their capital, well, frankly, the Edward Abbey, that's what was a little, a little shocking to me. Huh. They had t-shirts, you know, cap, capitalizing on, on characters in these books. Wow. And they had a whole section. And this is what seems so ironic. It's like, um, they are capitalizing on the dead friend mm-hmm. while promoting what equates to the opposite mm-hmm. of his Is that guy still alive? Is Ken Sanders or whatever? Is he like a... He's living? alive. Oh, wow, okay. I don't believe he was in there. Mm-hmm. I actually halfway intended on asking if I could get an interview. <laughs> Wouldn't that have been interesting? You don't get what you don't ask for. But, yeah, for sure. Um, but it, I just found it because everything's been co-opted by by yeah. the left. Huh. You know, it's just I don't know. Maybe I'm extrapolating, but that's what it felt like. Yeah. I was like, this is a this is a blue hair liberalized. Yeah. I mean, not blue hair, purple hair, red, whatever. You know, you know what I mean, like right, right. dyed hair, yeah, kind sure. of kind of joint. That's wild. It is. That's that's, a, that's what's been driving me crazy about Fountain Square. Yeah. Just the um, yeah. I just feel like there's a bunch of people walking around Fountain Square that are never going to amount to anything because they just um, they don't really have their own opinion at all whatsoever, and they're trying to be like these like you know super uber liberals and make it make a radical sense. collectivist. Yeah. That's which isn't what's which is an oxymoron. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Am I crazy? Does that make sense? Like, yeah, that's what. I think I could get there with that idea. I'm trying to figure There's, out why, what it is about these people that irritate me. I don't know what. I don't even know what their true feelings are. I'm just really judging them by their looks, and that's terrible to do too. So. Just <laughs> <laughs> like a bunch of lazy little fucking 22 year olds who don't know what he means to work a real day in their life and. And they're so so consumed with thoughts of other people and what they're doing, and but no one's actually living anything. They're just living these mediocre, non, you know, not really hanging with each other at all. Yeah, I mean, no one was. People are having their relationships are so surface level. Way more now after COVID, I would think, than before. I would say COVID exposed. Yeah, what it was. I think they were pretty bad before, right? And, it was, and then now it's this. But now people were just accepting it. Like, well, I guess we'll never have relationships again. I'm like, no, see, I don't think that's possible. Oh, we're still in relationship. It's just a matter of the, the nature of the yeah. relationship. I wrote something. I see I'm a purist when it comes to the word relationship. I don't think that is a relationship, but I see what you're saying. By definition, when you're in close proximity to other people and share things, whatever that's Ecologically, really, yeah. a relationship is a right. very... Um, Loose term. Loose term. Everything has a relationship to everything else. So what's a better word for relationship than a relationship? Like when, when you're talking about those deep, it's kind of like when, like what is it? There's like nine different versions of the word love in the Greek. You know? mm. It's a very good question. Like, well, so obviously there's acquaintances, there's yeah. friends, there's lovers, there's yeah. family. And relationship. Legal. Um, various you know, the, the loosest, the, the furthest relationship is one that you don't realize is there, but it yeah. is. 
Mm. A script buddy of mine sent me a text when I sold my company and he said, he brought that up. He's like, you know, from what I understand, the Greeks have seven or nine different versions of the word love. Right. And he said uh, in his text, he said, um, I assume that one of them is um, the love of two friends who couldn't be more proud of each other um, mm. and support each other in everything that they do. And he said, that's the love I have for you. And uh, <laughs> he's like, but it, and it's only made, you know, like a, like I had to quit this group that I was in with him because I sold my companies and I won't see him now every six months, you know? And so it's sad for all of us. You know, when we sell out of that, we lose that relationship, that community. And so he was like, you know, and you quitting is really super sad to me, but you know, it's tempered with the fact that we have such a, this form of love for each other that that doesn't mean we won't ever see each other again. You know what I mean? Because there'll be people in that group who I won't even see ever again. Certainly, certainly. Jenna, come on, buddy. Jenna. What are you doing? Are you barking at mom? She's not gonna let you in when you do that. Fuck with my hat, bro. <laughs> Jenna, what are you doing, buddy? He's like, dude, I've been in seven different homes over the last week. Yeah, I no fucking clue where I am. They've right probably now. got some pent up energy. Yeah. Confusion, I think. He's like, mom's in there. We usually sit on a couch or sit on a chair and watch Netflix at night. I'm just seeing him be a dog. Hey. You gotta keep Julia. He's clicking. Is he, I've never seen him do that before. Hey. Jared, come. I think he, he wants to play with Julia or something. I don't know. Get better, I think is what he wants. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah, it sounds like about as good of a compliment as any friend could ever give you. Yeah, Say something like that. But yeah, that just wrote up the topic of uh, Greeks and love. And, and I think there's a, a lot of different versions of a lot of different words, right? Usually when you look at a nose, you know, the dictionary, there's two versions of every word, you know, for definition. No doubt. You know, it's, something I, it's something I've thought a lot about recently, though, like what you said about the superficial... Mm-hmm. Like, um, that's part of what intrigues me about mushrooms so much, and I've I've been describing is describing it as what I would call like capital T truth. Mm-hmm. Come on, hammers. It's Lex. Are you hearing Lex? There it's Lex. Lex. Why am I stuck in here? Easy. But capital T truth, like, either you're living it or you're not living it, yeah. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. In any given moment, it's not like... Always, yeah. It's not like always, always right? Some people are more in it than others, generally speaking, though. Some people are very fake. Yeah. And live very... Fake existences. Yo, I thought for a while. Well, didn't they even know it though? Like, that's the problem. Well, see, okay. That's not the problem, it's just an explanation. I think. I would I don't say. Think they really even know it. I would say. I. Yeah, that's not for me to judge, maybe. But. 
like I used to think my my qualm, my beef was with comfort. Mm -hmm. People that you didn't need it, you're saying, or what? Like a, a couple years back, I just like, what's wrong with us? Now I've always asked this question: What's wrong with people? Because a lot of people are fucking phony. Yeah. Like, a lot of relationships are fucking phony. And why is that? And I thought for a little bit that like we're too comfortable. Yeah, that's true. And I think there's part of that, but it's. I don't know. It's kind of, yeah, I don't know that anybody wants to change that though. It took a lot of work to change that. It wouldn't be very easy. Well, about comfort is I don't even think that's necessarily it mm. at this point. And part of that is that I've gotten to know you better. Mm. I don't know what I've done. Okay, you've showed me that it doesn't take being uncomfortable to be in the capital T truth. Mm. That's what I'm saying. Oh, that's what you're saying. You know, it's like I had beef with the upper middle class lifestyle. Yeah, for sure. But that's not even, that's not the problem. No. It's not the problem. The problem is a lack of authenticity. Mm -hmm. And where do we find authenticity? Well, I find it through discomfort in many yeah, ways but that's not the only that's, the only place, yeah. that's not the only way you know? yeah, who are you to judge that anybody's not finding their own authenticity Absolutely. by not knowing what their authenticity desires well I don't care if you live the most cush existence ever like are you real mm -hmm. are you with the truth are you in are you in the truth right. you know Shaq there's a really interesting clip of Shaq Shaq just recently in the last few days he was being interviewed on some CBS show. They're talking backs, mm -hmm. and uh, the 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 anchor, the host, whatever. You know, they're talking about like whether or not it's force. Mm. And um, and she's like, "Well, I don't think it's force." Like, like, well, she says, "Well, you know, CBS has a mandate," and he just cuts her off right there. <laughs> He says, that's force. Mm. And she says, but, and he says, that's force. Mm. And she says, but, that's force. Mm. He says it like five times in a row. <laughs> and I, I, I shared it, and I said, Shaq is in the truth. Mm. Yeah. You know, it's like, I don't, and Shaq has all the comfort. Yeah, for sure. Who cares? What part of his comments made you think that he was in the truth? Was just because he wasn't... He wouldn't you know, let her wouldn't spit let out more yeah. bullshit. Okay. She was trying to spit out bullshit, and he couldn't stand it. Yeah. Couldn't stand it. One word. Yeah. So he cut her off every time. Because yeah. he knew what she was going to say. Mm -hmm. And he knew it was bullshit. I mean, it's like... And to me, that's like the most important thing. Kurt, like... You know how many fucking kick-ass rigs I drove past on the way out here? <laughs> And every one of them, I'm thinking that's somebody that's like, that's living it. Mm -hmm. I'm on this trip. I'm loving every second of it. Like that's they awesome. are too. Yeah. And uh, I can't help but think that a camper van company mm -hmm. rentals. Mm -hmm. The girl in Boston, mm -hmm. her brother's doing it. He's yeah. got three vans. Nice. He can't even keep up. Is that right? He's ordering vans and the, the people that build them can't give it to them quick enough. Wow, that's cool. That's helpful. 
Makes you optimistic. Say what? Makes you optimistic that people are searching for that more so than they're searching for other stuff, you know? It's instinctual. Yeah. People don't even know why they want to get in the van, but they want the van. Mm -hmm. What it is, is a search for authenticity. Mm -hmm. 110%. Yeah. I hate to say it, but you know, I think you and I are already there. Like we we graduated. Good. It's on it's on us to help others. Yeah, if we I can. Agree with that. For you sure. know. Yeah. <laughs> Again, I ask myself, like, am I crazy? I talk in these grandiose terms sometimes, but it's like. Well, it's passion. So you know, it's like anything. You gotta find, figure out what you're passionate about, and then yeah. and then stick to that, or at least a def, or at least something that's you know in that category you know it's hard for you to because um, too often everybody's passions are just thwarted by everything else getting in the way fucking hate people have been trying to get in my way yeah did you experience that I mean mm, what do you mean well, like, uh, I don't know maybe I'm being ridiculous but it's just like you like I, I, I've been met with almost nothing but skepticism mm about my intentions and my, you know, my means and my methods, mm -hmm. you know? I'm talking about my family. Yeah, I was there. You got a, a very narrow um, viewpoint of, of the negative. A lot of the negatives, or most of the negatives come from within your family, right? So it's... And it's some friends, though, as of late. Some friends, okay. As of late. As of late, I've lost friends, you know, oh, because I'm so passionate and like <laughs> one-sided in some regards you know do you think you also because they're just not going to be someone who you would find to to hang out with or they've told you or you've gotten into tets with them where they've told you straight out they're irritated with you by some of your comments or you just think that you're just loot like this friendships are waning it's more like um Debates led to arguments, led to really? hatred. Oh, really? That's such. That's a lot. And I don't, I don't hold hatred, but I'm shocked that they do. Wow. Right. Hmm. Simply because I don't think it's right what's been going on, and I think every day my my point of view is being proven more and more correct, like by the evidence. Yeah. But um, many people are like so hateful towards anyone I think I think it's a, a matter of like subconscious I don't know not jealousy but like <clears throat> like I did it mm. why didn't you do it too because yeah. I want to feel okay about the fact that I did it mm. and I didn't think about it and I just did it you know it's like I, I, felt, <clears throat> I felt a certain amount of hate come my way my friend Tegan, who I live or who I stayed with um, outside of Salt Lake, he's been getting multiple calls, like a week, from this old friend. You know, it's like two people, mm. basically, that have been giving me a lot of hate. Couldn't care less about, but I, I've known since fucking kindergarten. Wow. And he keeps calling Tegan, saying, "Did you see what Wiz said? Did you, you know, blah blah blah, you know." <laughs> and like, bleh. and Tegan like keeps telling him, he's like, you know, 
I think Mike's more or less on the right track, you know, but to, you know, whatever. I'm not trying to just be dramatic. The point is, like, it's shocking that somebody that I've known since kindergarten would, like, behave this way. He's not doing it to, he's not even talking to you about it either, which is really irritating, huh? Well, I think it, what it boils down to is he's, it's brainwashing, it's hatred, it's propaganda, like he's been convinced to hate me. Yeah. It's so shocking. Wow. But luckily it's just, like I said, a couple of folks, at least as far as I know. And I, I you know, as one of them said, I invited upon myself by... Yeah. speaking my mind you know but like I don't know it's just wild it's wild times Kurt <clears throat> yeah, it's like if he doesn't agree with what you're saying I don't know why he would just continually listen to you over and over again as well you know? because he can't prove me wrong yeah mm-hmm. both of these people they, 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 they read everything I post you know what I, I wrote a poem last night on my walk home from the bar stumbling around you know mm-hmm. with my thoughts in my head right. fucking just drunk enough to write a poem mm-hmm. <laughs> and I said some people are busy doing something most are busy doing nothing mm-hmm. instead be free mm-hmm. like, to me freedom authenticity like, <coughs> almost, almost the same word yeah because if you're in the moment, you're free. If you're living true, if you're in the truth, you're free to say yes or no to anything, anytime. Yeah. Fucking hell. You know, I must be stoned. That's some good weed, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on a rampage here. That's weird. But is that, I mean, does that make sense? Like, I think a lot of people aren't free. Like, get, like ever. They're, they're slaves to their own... In, um, not inhibitions. Yeah, inhibitions. Sure. But yeah, I just <laughs> don't have much energy to try to fix anybody else right now. No, you don't have to. You don't have to. <laughs> uh, all I'm saying is basically, it's cool to like know people who are authentic. Mm-hmm. I'm grateful for it. Like I was like. This whole trip out here, that's what I was doing was seeing, like, seeing friends who I wanted to see. That's awesome. You know? Good for you. But I'm, I'm excited for you and Julia. Yeah. There's a lot of fun to be had out here. Yeah. I can't wait. I just want to get super comfortable in terms of the, like, I want to be able to just have anybody come into town and just be like, and we can figure out just the exact thing that you need today mm. because of your access to you're going to be a little uh, a guide yeah, yeah. We got to, you want to go on a lake we'll go on a lake you want to go on a river we'll go on a river you want to go on a hike we'll go on a hike um, sit and go to a bookstore we'll do that too at one point I thought to myself I'd tell Kurt that if he doesn't use this truck <laughs> for what it's supposed to be used yeah. for <laughs> no we need to <laughs> Last summer, I don't know if I told you we went to that. It was a uh, beautiful hike to the top of a mountain <coughs> um, um, called uh, Rock, um, Broken Top. And uh, okay. we found out after the fact that we uh, they, they passed this new rule last year where it was um, 
you have to get um, what do you call it like not tickets but um, permits per passes or permits on a certain hike you know what a permit is right what's that it's when they take away a right and sell it back to you yeah <laughs> truth <laughs> there you go so they had this thing and we went up this the, the site it didn't matter um, except for the next day we went on another hike and we got there and we, then we noticed the signs we didn't bother to look at the signs when we got to the first hike um, but same sign and you know these people were saying yeah you can go on up if you want but there's a ranger at the top and he's uh, you know handing out $600 fines and telling you to turn around and go back to your truck you know motherfuckers I know so we did this hike accidentally because we weren't supposed to be there because we didn't have a permit but we did it because no one stopped us and it was gorgeous and the first um, it's probably 2.5 2.7 miles as you're, you maybe start up at about uh, 4,000 feet up and then you're going up about another 2,200 or so over the course of it's a big long it's a nice long easier hike six six miles out six miles back I think something like that I think it's maybe too long mm. anyway top of the mountain just gorgeous, beautiful, and it was a hazy day because of all the unfortunate um, smoke from last year. You know, there was a significant amount of wildfires. So, but um, the first part when you're getting up to four thousand is a big sign saying only, I mean, very large rocks. You know, only only do this if your vehicle can handle it. Yeah. We had a rented suburban, and it she handled it fine. Oh, a suburban will get her done. Yeah, that's considered high clearance four wheel drive. Yeah, so. yeah. Now I got a four runner, so I'm like, I can't wait to go Dude, on the same way. I'm, I'm telling you, I, I'm in love with your truck. Yeah. Like, I can just, I connected with it. Yeah. It's awesome. got a good soul. That's awesome. It's ready to go. Mm. It wants to go. It wants to go. <laughs> I love it. She, she, when I needed to, uh-huh. she went right in the four wheel drive. Uh-huh. You know, like a couple times getting up the snow, like yeah. that trailer, no problem. Just good rubber. Nice and slide, slides right in there, smooth as silk. I awesome. want it. I like. I almost just, I almost just ran away with it. <laughs> Hilarious. Yeah, call your friend. That's been my joke this whole trip. And he tell your friend and say he did actually hit the skids. Fucker stole my car. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'd be a liar if I said I didn't think about it. <laughs> yeah. Now every time, um, more than once, uh, folks are like, oh fucking. Good setup. That's nice. I swear to God, you're gonna get it. You're gonna get it. You know, mm. people are gonna tell you that. But I'm gonna go get one of those. I'm gonna go get a front guard next. Oh, you front guard. Well, I'm telling front you, guard. Kurt, dodging those deer. I know, dude. You want to hear the whole story? Yeah, tell me about that. <laughs> you're on a major highway. Where were you? I was on I-80. Really? Hauling ass. Wow. Behind. Well, not behind the semi. I was actually going past the semi. Thank God, frankly. Um, I was in the open lane. Yes, okay. Semi's in the right, I'm in the left. We're cresting this hill. It's dark? Dark. Okay. Pitch dark. 2, 3 a.m. or something? Or I don't think it was that late. No, because it was shortly after sundown. Okay. So when I say pitch dark, I'm kind of wrong. It was tail end of twilight, uh-huh. which is when the deer are active. Mm-hmm. You're in Wyoming. Everywhere. But you're in Wyoming. Out. Oh, I'm in, uh, yeah, okay. Wyoming. Uh, I think not too far in. I was like just out in Nebraska, into Wyoming. Yep. And um, literally, I didn't see 
I didn't see any deer initially, but I saw this poof from the fucking semi in front of me. They now want fur. Just fur. It looked like when you hit a bird and feathers just go. Yeah. It was like tufts of fur. Those are the deer you see on the side of the road. They're just like, like, there's not much left of them. It's like atomization, right? It's like, like gross. Yeah. Pop. And I was like, no, I saw it. I, I registered it. I looked. There's deer, 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 deer. And I just go, a little bit of break, a little bit of swerve, a little bit of swerve back, back on the gas. Wow. Right between two deer? Right between, there were two on each side. No way. It's like. But one of them got just obliterated. Just obliterated. Oh, yeah. And that semi-truck, you know, he put on his flashers and he pulled off to the side because I bet you his fucking radiator was annihilated. Think so. Although they tend to have pretty heavy duty. Yeah. He's probably just pulling over to inspect. But he murdered that deer. Yeah. And if that, you know, I would have totaled the truck. A brush guard mm-hmm. could save your, save your, uh, yeah, who are you? Save your truck, you know. We talked about deer. We talked about two, we talked to two, two different people today. Just talking about their experiences with deer and their backyards. And we were, we were last time we stayed downtown, kind of closer to downtown. And you just we were walking around like through a residential neighborhood right along the river, and mm-hmm. being up in an actual downtown where all the restaurants are and everything. Julius like looks over and she's like, "That's a big ass deer statue," because it was like right in front of their pane glass window of this smallish home like in the neighborhoods like we're talking about like right around here mm-hmm. same mm-hmm. maybe nicer but uh, but you know she was just like silhouetted in this and from the inside of this home was this very large deer statue hmm. no it wasn't a fucking I mean it was a buck it was real and it was a buck with like huge horns right in these people's front lawn yeah yeah, yeah. and then you then you just like slowly see them and, and, and they said they, there's like, there's a lot of times elk as well too I was gonna say it's not just deer around here. Yeah, yeah. It's fucking hell. Mm-hmm. I think they got moose up here too. They really? I think so. At least yeah. in Wyoming, you know, people. Somebody said something about moose. Like, Tetons for sure. Yeah. I think I mentioned it at the gas station, like just buying a pack of smokes. Was like, fuck! I just dodged a family of deer, and they're like, ah, just be grateful it wasn't a fucking moose. <laughs> I met some funny people on my way out here. I'll tell you. But I go ahead, sack. Yeah, it's about that time. I'm gonna step outside. One more. Well, I'll say thank you for. Uh, Dude, I was just gonna say the same thing. I was before you could say it. I was like, man, I was the last thing I want to say before I go to bed is I can't appreciate you enough, man. Likewise. That was incredible from us. For well, us, for our, the other word I've been pondering a lot lately is reciprocity. Yeah. So it's always good to be in a reciprocal relationship. Yeah, I mean, after you said that, that one day when you were just teaching us so much that day, and I went home and Julie was like, "What's up? Why are you so upset?" We're, we're just like, what's, "What's in your mind?" I'm like, "Man, I just want to ask Mike more about it. A, will this help him? B, does he really want to do it? C, is this like the perfect thing situation for the both of us right now? You know?" Seems to be. Yeah. Sure was. <laughs>
and you know, some people, like talk about people would never even, would never even bring it up. They'd be like, oh, I just didn't ever bring it up again, or I didn't want to talk about it because, you know, that's just weird or whatever. And I'm like, nah, that's been, that's what Joy's like, well, if it's bugging you, just ask. So glad you did. Yeah. I am. Because, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, it's just what everybody needed. Well, if you've made it this far, I suppose you must like the show. Now, I'm not going to ask it yet, but I'm, I'm starting to think that the time is coming to ask the audience to contribute. I've mentioned this a few times before, but... You know, I really have been trying to dial in the show and kind of figure out what it is and what it's going to be. And with this two-part series, I think I've found, at least for now, exactly what it should be. And since I'm happy with it, and since I know at least a handful of folks out there are listening, it would be it would be interesting to know, you know, how many actually care to contribute financially. So again, I'm not asking quite yet, but I think after this next episode, I will have instructions as to how you could do that if you so choose. And if... if you do choose, trust me, I will be grateful. You know, I, I'd like to figure out some sort of reciprocity. And, you know, give something back if someone gives to me. Of course, I'm giving you the show. Um, but even still, perhaps there's maybe... You know, in the long term, going to be some kind of mutual benefit to being a contributor outside of the benefit you, that you might get from listening. But, you know, this next episode is going to be a doozy. I'm not sure it'll be quite as long. You know, this was a doozy in terms of content, you know, length. The next one is a doozy in terms of, you know, the content itself. I'm trying to, I'm trying not to give it away, but I, I will say that in the next episode, I will try to distinguish between a vagrant and a hobo. So, stay tuned. This has been Mike the Polymath with the Easy Peasy Podcast. Come back again. Come back again.